boys who are coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jackson. <laughs> with Mr. Daniel Trainer. Oh, no. And Daniel. Who is... Is, who is that supposed to You ever to dance be? with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be Batman or Bane? That's that was uh, that was my angry Batman voice. I was angry I was concealing Batman. my voice. Isn't Batman always angry? Something wrong with that guy. He is, but not when he's Bruce Wayne. So hey, this is Batman, my, this is, lighten up. <laughs> this is my Bruce Wayne voice. Hey Batman. That was my Batman voice. Lighten up. It's the popcorn boys, baby. Wow. We're back. We're back. Where'd we go? Unfortunately, can you slide that thing over? It, it's oh, yeah, that's dangling over. off yeah, the side yeah, of the couch. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, you're right, Daniel. Yeah. This week on the Popcorn Boys, it's the Batman episode. This is it. You know, you feel, do you, do, are, are you scared of bats? Am I scared of bats? That's a great question. No. Have I ever seen a bat? I would say also no. Oh, we had bats are cool. We had bats. They would come out uh, at night in my Let hometown. Let me guess. At night, at dusk, at dusk. And you would like too early. You could like toss if you like toss the little pebble in the air. They would like kind of dive bomb towards it, thinking it was like a bug and something to eat. Oh. They're very cool. Oh, so you were killing bats? On no, I wasn't basis. hitting them. I was tossing it up in the air. And, and then they were, they were eating a pebble no. and choking on it and dying. They would start to dive towards it and then realize that it was not a bug. Do bats have teeth? smart. Yeah. Okay. But they use their sonar. Are bats extinct? Yeah. Yeah. No, but like where are bats right now? Caves. Yeah, I guess. Sleeping. About to come out. Mm. I love that. Are there many bats in Los Angeles? Never seen one. Hmm. And isn't that ironic? The town where the magic happens. Although, not a lot of these movies were actually filmed here. I know. Bits and pieces of, of quite a few, but... Yeah. So, no, I'm not scared. To answer your question, I'm not scared of anything, okay? Let's start briefly here with a recap of the 2022 box office challenge thus please, far. Please, Daniel, you are in first place with $238 million. Hmm. You have, I believe... Four movies? Three movies? Released? Who could say? Three Who or could four? say? What is it? Uncharted? Scream? Scream. Ah! Uh, what's the other one? Uh, I mean, I could pull it up. Hold on. I got it. I got it. It is... The fact that we can't think of Jackass this. Forever. Oh, who could forget? Oh, God, my boys. Who could forget the Jackass? Kyle has $202 million. Oh. Uh, he's in second place. Oh. Thanks to the current standing of $164 million from The Batman. The Batman, yes. Much like The Ohio State University. Mm. The Batman. Exactly. That's that's an apt comparison. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I'm gaining on you quickly, thanks to our Pat and the boys. Our Pats. Our Pats? Mm-hmm. Our Pets? Our you see League of Super Pets? <laughs> our Pat. Not our Pat. Our, our Pats. So, I want to start our Batman conversation here. Now, first of all, Daniel and I went back and we watched the uh, eight movies that are the modern 
I watched eight of these. Yeah, you did. The modern wow solo Batman movies. So, yeah. spoiler alert: we did not get into the Ben Affleck era Batman. No, Bat Affleck. That's Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Those are not strictly Batman movies. I think we have seen those. Would yes. rather not chat about them. And frankly, they were too long to rewatch. Oh yeah, because all these movies were super short. <laughs> but we watched the two Tim Burton movies, the two Joel Shoemaker movies, the three Christopher Nolan movies, and of course the wow. Batman. Wow. The Matt Reeves directed brand new film. Yes, correct. But I want to start our conversation about Batman here. Okay. What is your history <laughs> with the character and the Batman stories? Where did you first be uh, find out about Batman? What you know? <laughs> were you a fan as a kid? What's your? Where did I first find out <laughs> about Batman? Yeah. What's your What's your Batman history? I want to hear about it. Hmm. You know, it's a good question. I. I mean, I can't imagine it wasn't just like. Like my 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 first instinct is, was one of the Batman movies one of the Tim Burton ones? I assume, or I guess it would have been Schumacher. Do they have like a McDonald's thing? That sounds familiar. Because I feel like it was probably Batman Forever. Forever that feels had like right. a McDonald's thing, and I'm not sure that that would have been my first introduction to uh, the titular Batman, but it might have been. I don't know. I didn't grow up, like, reading comics. Right. I didn't grow up, like, watching Batman cartoons. I'm assuming there are some. Uh, unbelievable, of course. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, my, my history with Batman is is not necessarily a, uh, a storied one. Okay. I was curious what... What your mindset was going into this? Do you have any Batman nostalgia? Because I was a Batman, no, I was no. a Batman kid. Yeah, we know. I mean, you didn't have to tell us. I I was never a comic book kid, but uh, but what does that mean though? How are you a Batman? Were you, did you dress up as Batman for Halloween? I'm literally about to explain. Oh, okay. Well, get into it. As a kid, I definitely watched Batman the animated series. Okay. It came out in the early 90s when I was like prime age. When you were 12 years old? Ton of, no, not 12. I watched the old, old school Batman TV show with Adam West and the gang. Oh, of course. Is he still with us? He died, right? Like last year? A couple years ago? Adam okay. West? Did he? I think so. May he rest in peace. Yeah, stand by. Adam West went south. Adam West is dead. What year? 2017. 17. Wow, time flies. Time really flies. 2017, wow. You know, when you're in a pandemic, actually, the time doesn't. Time kind of stops. Like, what is what even is time, you know? And I was also, when Batman, the 1989 movie, which we're going to begin our conversation with, oh my God. came out, I was... You were 15. Four plus years old. Like four and a half four years old. Four plus. Yeah, that's how people say that. I was four plus years old. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but I was a Batman fan. I had action figures. Wow. I had Batmobile. Wow. I had uh, you know, see Batmobile. I had a Batcave toy thing. I had a lot of action figures. A what? Joker. The Batcave. What is that? It was like... Like how of, big is it? A little figurine thing? I think of like a... Uh, Basically, it was kind of like one sort of facade thing. Think of like one wall of like a dollhouse 
Ooh, now we're talking. But it's like a cave. It was a cave, and it, you could open. There was a little uh, tunnel that you could open up, and mm. the, you could fly the Batmobile out. That's fun. Yeah, great. A lot of good Batman toys. Were your brothers Batman people? Yes. Oh, so you... I think we all were. Wow, that's beautiful. So funny story Real about Bat family. The 1989 Batman movie. I was too young to see it in theaters, of course. And then it came well, out. You on... weren't. You could have gone. And then it came out on VHS. And I remember I was at my aunt's house. Aunt. Aunt. Your aunt's house. And she had it on VHS. Oh, what? So this had to have been. This lady sounds cool as hell. It's probably, it's probably like a year later, and you know, a year after it comes out in theaters. So I'm probably five and a half or whatever. And so you're five plus years old. <laughs> my brothers want to watch it, and so and they want to like show it to me because they've already seen it. They probably saw it in theaters. Yeah, and and so we like asked my parents if I can see it, and they they're like, no, it's too Kyle's too young to watch that. Oh, but then we we just watched it anyway in a in a we like wow. snuck up to my aunt's room and just watched it anyway. Wow, that's weird. You snuck up to your aunt's room, aunt. Where's she? She was watching it with us. She was in on it. Oh, yeah, what's yeah. her name? Aunt what? Jackie. Aunt. Oh, I want to meet this broad. She's still alive. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Does she listen? <laughs> Yeah, she's a big popcorn girl. Uh, where she live? Uh, she lives in Whitman, Massachusetts. Wow, like how every every town in Massachusetts sounds like it could be a chocolate manufacturer, huh? Whitman, I guess is that one. What is it? Whitman's is that right? Is it Whitman's? The like cheap ass like chocolate varietal thing. Whitman, uh, I think that it's Whitman's Marshfield chocolates. I was you thinking know? more like Whitman is more like is it Walter Whitman? Is that a poet? Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's, he's of course, a poet in his own way. With methamphetamine. Oh, he's a, yeah. Walter White, when you really think about it, really is a poet, yeah. But the Batman the Animated Series was, like, that was probably the biggest thing that made me a Batman super fan because I watched, I would watch it all the time. Never seen it. Uh, It's great. Never seen it. That's where you learn about all the bad guys. Was watching Rugrats. I watched Rugrats. Rugrats is absolutely incredible. They do a Rugrats episode. We should do it. Is there a Rugrats movie coming out there, anytime soon? Well, there should be. I went to the Rugrats premiere, by the way. The Rugrats movie premiere. There was. I, I'm not. In, I don't think I. Well, and this ties movie. in because. Hmm, am I making up this memory? Possible, but I remember going to the Rugrats movie premiere. Must have been in. I lived here, so the youngest I would have been is fifth grade. But I remember that was it. Was it animated? Yeah. Okay. There are multiple. Are there? I think they made like a billion dollars. Um. But I remember not to jump too far ahead. I have this vivid memory of Jack Nicholson walking in front of me at the Rugrats movie premiere. Either he like did a voice in it, he he's just like appeasing his like weird grandkids or something. Grandkids, kids, who knows? How old is Jack Nicholson these days? How old is this he memory, then? This memory definitely feels made up. No, it happened. Absolutely, Grauman's Chinese Theater when it was called that. What is it called now? The Rugrats movie came out in 1998. They also did Rugrats in Paris and oh. Rugrats Go Wild. Rugrats all grown 98. up. How old are you in fifth grade? 10? No. Eh. Yeah, 11. Yeah. That checks out, maybe. Uh, I don't Was Jack see Nicholson any... there? <laughs> I'm looking for him in the cast. Look up Jack Nicholson Rugrats premiere. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. 
Oh, wait, was he in... Maybe I'll be in the background. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz provided a voice. Oh, that's great. Was it Iggy Pop? Lisa wow. Loeb? Wait, was Beck? it a, was it a musical? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused by this. Jack Nicholson Rugrats premiere. Please. Well, nothing Please. like nothing like doing a uh what is sure to be an insanely long episode ah, about yes! and pivoting for the Jack Nicholson. He's there! I swear to God, Kyle, I bet if I scroll, I'm in one of these photos. I swear to God. <laughs> if you find yourself in a photo at the Rugrats premiere, we're ending the podcast. <gasps> this is so funny. I vividly remember this. What was the date? Um hold on. <laughs> Also, I'm on Getty Images. The uh, the caption is, Jack Nicholson arrives with some children. <laughs> Were you one of the, the I, oh quote unquote, God, some what children? What a dream. Uh, November 8th, 1998. I was there. Wow. I'll to, I think I was there with my dad. I'll have to talk. What was I doing in also, why November we of 1998? <laughs> Actor Jack Nicholson greets Angelica. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. That sounds great. Why I was there, couldn't tell you. <laughs> oh, well, I feel so confident now. Okay, off the Rugrats thing. Speaking of Jack Nicholson, we are going to begin our, our quest to do what exactly? Unclear. I think just talk about all the Batman movies, maybe. That's our quest? Yeah. Well, we're going to start with 1989's Batman. Now, how'd they come up with this title? It, you know... Just super creative. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna need this to kick in a little quicker. Here's oh, my let me question. Skip ahead. Okay. Will you? Oh wow. Will you be doing these for each film? Uh, for what I remember. Yes. Oh great. Here's my question. And could I have done some research before this podcast? Sure. You know. I suppose I could have. But where was Batman in the lexicon of just, like, culture at this moment? When this movie was released? Like, did it just kind of come out of nowhere? Like, we're, oh, we're so we're so inclined now to, like, there's a big superhero movie every four months or whatever. But, like, when Batman came out in 1989... Well, it was a huge deal at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there, there had been the Superman movies that began in the 70s. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. And he's continued also in, dead. into the 80s. Yes, I believe he's he has passed. Before, so. after Adam West. Ooh. Before. Probably. Before. Yeah. Um and of course there was the there was the Batman movie that was like the spin-off of the TV show. It was basically Yeah. With Adam West in the Never 60, seen that. Is in the 60s. I wasn't alive back then. But this was like I believe Batman ended up number one at the box office for the year in 1989. I guess I hold on. I have to look that up after I look up Christopher Reeve death. <laughs> 2004. <laughs> wow. What happened? First, first question. What happened to Christopher? Reeve? <laughs> Heart failure at the age of 52. Wow. But he. Anyway, go on. <laughs> okay. I'll say the first. The first Google. Uh, uh, suggesting when you search Christopher Reeve death is history.com. <laughs> what? I don't know. Batman um, 1989. 
It really is crazy Box. that he just fell off a horse. Did he fall off the horse? Is that what happened? Yeah. I'm not particularly clear with what happened. Well, it, it's also funny that, you know, it's like Reeve was paralyzed in a 1995 horse riding accident. The next paragraph starts, Reeve, a strong athlete and avid horseman. Well, not, not avid enough. <laughs> so, Batman... Uh, Sorry, that's not funny. Gross $251 million Oh, yeah, his wife died. Remember that? No. Uh, where do I find where this was ranked for the year? This is so dark. His wife died... Like, two years after him, or like a year after him, she was 44. Anyway, sorry. Box office. Oh, I hope their son's okay. The first quote in here about him dying, or about her dying, is from Robin Williams. <sighs> Domestic box office for 1989. Here it is. In-year releases, not calendar grosses. Come on. Uh, so, yes, Batman was number one at the box office. This was, There was like... I was reading about this recently, but there was like a there was like a big campaign for this movie, like leading up to it. They made it a big deal. Obviously, sure. obviously, Jack was one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. Um, but there was, you know, a big build to this. It was the movie was a big deal, cost a uh, lot of money, cost a lot of money, and then paid off. It makes a lot of money, and there's there's probably an argument to be made that this is kind of like the the first step into the like superhero movies run Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, did, did 1989's Batman change the movie industry forever? I mean, these are questions people are asking. Forever. Oh, so, God. let's talk about the movie itself. Let's talk about it. Just watched it in the past week. I have to. I do have to tell you something. Yes, please. I've do. watched eight Batman movies in the past seven days. Yes, have I. Now, I'm not good at math, but that's more than one per day. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thank God I took notes, because do these movies blend together? Yeah, like, I'm able to, you know, I, I, as a big Batman fan, I was familiar with all Oh, God, oh, you have the cave! I, I wasn't watching any of these for the first time, other than the brand new The Batman. But here, okay, let's let's just get into it. It had been a while since I saw this one. I, oh, I mean, me too. To the point where I was like, have I seen this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have, but I, I was, it all felt brand new. Yeah. My my quick observations about this movie, directed by Tim Burton, by the way. All right. Michael Keaton is Batman. Michael Jack Keaton Nicholson. is Batman. Jack Nicholson is... Uh... Oh, right, the Joker. Um, Kim Basinger is around. Vicky Vale. She's very much around. Kim Basinger, very forgettable in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, here are my Billy thoughts. Billy D. Williams? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the I, entire I mean, thing... Yeah. Something that I find impressive about about Tim Burton is that you can almost immediately identify that you're watching a Tim Burton movie, even if it is a Batman movie. Yes. Now, I found that impressive. The thing that I don't find impressive is I don't like his movies. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, None of them? That's, that's, that's a broad assessment. You you're know, not a Beetlejuice person or that, a Edward say, Scissorhands? I was going to say, by the way, Beetlejuice coming back? Is it? Yeah, they're like making another one. I think with Michael Keaton and Tim oh. Burton. Well, there you go. Anyway, it'll probably be bad. Wait, we watched this movie together. I'm just we did. Yes, this now. yes. That was over a week. Oh, see, that's why this was like a week and a half. Yes, ago. yes, yes. Okay, we actually started rewatching these movies more than a week ago. We were preparing. I do, yeah, and I do think we both did fall asleep. Um, and then we finished it. Did I fall asleep, or just you? 
Both of us? I think we both did. Yeah. We were also watching college basketball All simultaneously. Day. So we, no, yeah, we were like, we like we watched simultaneously. We, no, no, so, so we, but like, we like, you can we see him saying it out loud, even if your aunt, oh, aunt, a boy, aunt, Becky, what's her name? Jackie. Even if Aunt Jackie's listening, we, had, we there had been some beers consumed throughout the day. <laughs> it was a day drinking day. And we came back to let's fire up Batman. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen is the movie fucking sucks, and I was drunk. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not a good combination. I fell asleep. All I'm saying is we paused it like halfway through and watched some college basketball for a while. Oh and went, right, and right, went right, Back right. to it, which was just tough to re disaster. Refire things back up. Yeah. So briefly, 1989's Batman. I don't think is a particularly good movie. See, I I actually think this. Because I agree with you. Right. But I think people are going to be upset to hear this. Like, I th- this no. is a beloved movie. But to those no. but to those who truly love it, I challenge you to watch people the actual it. whole movie. People Don't just watch it. a couple Jack Nicholson scenes. Right. Well. Try to watch the whole movie here. Well, and you know how special Jack Nicholson is to me. I saw him at the premiere of Rugrats in 1998. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Okay. So Jack Nicholson in this movie, he is either having the best time of his life or every time Tim Burton yelled cut, he stabbed somebody. He <laughs> is either time. having the best time ever or completely and utterly embarrassed by the entire thing. And I can't tell. It's one or the other. I think... Yeah, you know, I was going to say I think he's loving it, but... I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That feels strong. I'm not so sure that Jack is having the time of his life. I think he felt a little embarrassed. Where is this? No, in- I don't think he feels. I don't think he feels embarrassed at all. Where is this in Jack's oeuvre? Uh, oeuvre? What does pre- that word mean? <laughs> so let's see. Shining comes out in like 1980. Uh, what else does he do in the 80s? Nothing this? better than me saying a word and saying, "What does that word mean?" <laughs> this is before. Um, uh, you can't handle the truth. This is a few years before that. Okay. I'm looking this up, looking this up. I just want to know, good, like, what else... A Few Good else, Men is, what, 92? What else was he doing around this time, you know? All right, well, while you look that up, I'm going to blast through some of my... You ever think about Jack Nicholson and Lara Flynn Boyle? No, never once. Uh, this is an insane movie. Like, truly insane. And in, actually, it's insanity is a little bit overwhelmed by the sequels to this because all four of these 90s Batman's movie movies, or I guess Batman's 89, but this whole set of four Batman movies are all, like, just batshit crazy. Oh! Oh! That should be the tell of the next one. That's not a bad idea, actually. Batshit crazy. <laughs> anyway, go on. Anyway, uh, I was talking to myself... This came two years... Batman came two years after Broadcast News. Okay. Three years before A Few Good Men. It is even... It's so funny going on some of like Jack Nicholson's IMDb and just like you're scrolling and it's like, man, I don't even know what... What the hell is man trouble? <laughs> Jack Nicholson and Ellen Barkin. I'm sure people know what that is. Did you know J- Jack Nicholson played Jimmy Hoffa? Really? In a movie called Hoffa? No. What year? 1992. Same year as A Few Good Men. Absolutely never heard of it. He, I mean, 
From 92, he really does, let's just say, nothing of major note until as good as it gets in 97. A five-year okay. stretch there. Yeah, I mean, the, we're talking like 1989 Jack. We should do a Jack episode. 1989 Jack is already like kind of... I don't want to Think say we that, could get him on the show. Not like the twilight of his career, but he's already done like. Oh, of course. The major, you know, he's ha- he's already had twenty years as a, or fifteen years probably as a superstar. Of course, a plus list actor. He hasn't um, been in a movie in thirteen years. Isn't that insane? Really? What's the last movie he was in? Uh, he was in How Do You Know, which was the James L. Brooks movie with Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd and Owen Wilson. That huh. was. What year is that? You said thirteen. Years? Uh, well, two thousand ten. So, gotcha. Twelve, I suppose. But so he didn't do very many uh, post. I mean, after, departed, uh, departed in 06. 06? Yeah. From there, he does the bucket list with Morgan Freeman in 07. And Created then, that term. Is that true? No. Yeah. No. This is this is a, hold on. This is the only thing that people are going to care about in this entire Wait, podcast. What is that true? This is a Mandela effect. You know the Mandela effect? Yeah. But there's no there's the term no the bucket list. No, there's no way that's true. Was there's created ab by the movie The Bucket List. No, you cannot way. find a reference to Bucket List before this movie. There's absolutely now no obviously way that's people true. said kick the bucket and that's where the, where it stems from. But it was created. Yeah, and you're looking this up. I've literally done this in the past week. I found why this up. why because I saw a TikTok about it and I didn't believe it, so I researched oh, it. Oh, caught you in TikTok. Wow. The, the movie The Bucket List created the term The Bucket List. So before that 2007, is... you never said Bucket List before, which is wild. This is the only thing anyone's going to take away from this episode. Look at, look, look at the wow. look of realization. On I am face. truly shocked at this. It's astonishing. One of the craziest things that's ever happened. Wow. I might need to end the episode. <laughs> that is insane. Isn't it? The bucket list started from that fucking movie? Yes. Wow. What's on your bucket list? Exactly. No one ever asked that before. No, I'm asking you. Oh. Uh, we are half an hour in, and we are barely talking about the first one. <laughs> just we just so you know. We can't go down a bucket list rabbit hole. Rabbit no, hole. but I want to. Did the phrase rabbit hole, was there a movie about that? <laughs> what is a rabbit hole? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Um, All right. We have to circle this back to this movie. Okay. Briefly, and I'm going to have to take a bathroom break soon. The, I think the one thing that I do like about this movie is that as these movies progress, they get the stakes get higher, their production budgets get bigger, they get there's more explosions, there's more of this, there's more of that. There is the thing I appreciate most about Batman is the fact that it all does feel very rooted in some sense of like real world problems and like reality. Despite the fact that it's, like, about these sort of insane characters. Like, the things that they're fighting for are very relatable and realistic. And you're just sort of in this world of You're talking about this first movie specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you understand the motivations of everybody. It's not particularly complicated. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're talking about more the the complexity rather than, like, the... Okay, I understand that. I was going to say, like, doesn't... Isn't there, like, a weird parade where they're, like, dropping poison gas and stuff? Ye- yes, but, yeah, I'm, yes, that that's fine. But, like, you understand why they're yeah, doing okay. it. Yeah, okay. We'll right. get into, you know. We will? We'll get into it. 
Um, um, the look of the movie is fascinating. Interesting word. Interesting use of the word fascinating. I would say bad. See, I think it was like revolutionary at the time. This is one of those that like, you're looking so back at. Yes, looking back at it, it's like this one and like they built so many sets for this. I know. Well, Batman Returns is. Or no, is it forever? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I what? don't know. Let's no, I think it's say what you're saying, and then I'll maybe I have the answer. It's. They're all so obviously happening on sound stages. Right. That there's sort of like a kitsch to that that is fun. But I think looking back, it's like, this is like, it's, this is, a, you, you never get the sense that you're not watching a movie. Does that make sense? Yes. I think uh, these old movies are, you know, we're basically breaking this up into the four, the four like, pre-Nolan. Yeah, pre-Nolan, then the Nolan 3, and then this new one. Like, the Nolan... When Nolan comes around, he switches that style from, like, these kind of comic book-based movies. And obviously they're obviously they're all based on the comics, but, like, the Burton movies and the Schumacher movies are kind of made to almost look like comic strips in a way. It's like... Correct. It's not supposed to feel real. It's supposed to feel a little cartoonish. Correct. You know, it's Batman. And then Nolan transitions that into like here he comes the real world mr filmmaker who christopher nolan oh <laughs> um transition here he comes puts it in the real world and tries to tries to ground it into like a, a real actual you know oh yeah real life story uh but when you look back at these sets it's kind of like they're kind of like amazing and hilarious at the same time correct yeah um i will say great score Danny Elfman, the the Batman theme is great. We love Danny. Uh, he listens. Great Batmobile, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Had the car. That's good. Yeah, we uh, we got it. Let's go through. All right, let's go through my list here. Of what? Of of quick little, quick little thoughts for each of the kind of. Oh, okay. Batman, uh, the Batman essentials for each movie here. Got it. So Batman slash Bruce Wayne. What am himself. I saying? Is this a, a rank scale? No, no just for thoughts. Michael oh, Keaton. I, don't don't Michael people have Keaton, enough of those? What? Of my thought. Go on, sorry. Michael Keaton as Batman I and think Bruce we, Wayne in Batman. I, um, very underwhelming. Yeah, a little, like, he's a good actor, and it's like... I have my thoughts on the Batman. Less, I mean, I'm sure you understand that I do, but I got some thoughts on these Batman. I'm, I'm sure you do. I got some thoughts. Um, he's, n- I mean, he's kind of just like this weird nerd, which my thing about fine. I think we can have a bigger Michael Keaton conversation after we talk about the second one. Okay. Um, the villains, obviously, Jack as the Joker is. I'm kind uncomfortable of the, watching him every single second he's on screen. Is it the is it the lips? No, it's just I. There's an element of me like feeling bad for him. I don't think you need to feel bad for him. He it's made just, like an obscene amount of money off this. Oh, not everything's about money. I'm and sorry. He's not having a great time, money. and people love the performance. I, do they? Yes. I don't know that. I don't. I don't know that. I'm yeah, just asking Jack as the Joker is like an iconic thing that is like eh. beloved. Absolutely. You're, okay. Yeah, I think you're too young for this one. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <clears throat> Uh, love interest, Vicky Vale, Kim Basinger. Boring. Uh, she's 
she's a photographer. That's fun. Yeah, photographer. I remember that. For is, is for Vicky the newspaper. Vale. Remember, oh, like, yeah. and the reporter is always kind of like, "Hey, Vicky, let's go do this." And she's like, "I kind of like Batman more than you." Right. Boring, forgettable. Uh, Batmobile, great. Bat suit, great. Uh, gadgets, Good. sure. Couldn't tell you one. What does he do? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't have. I mean, he had like. He definitely uses his little. Uh, little rope thing from What's his. It called? From his belt. Free solo. Yeah, yeah. He free solos all over the place. Uh, Alfred, Michael Goff playing Alfred in the first one here. Yeah. Uh, great. I lo- I always love Alfred. It's good, Alfred. Love Alfred. Uh, there's no Robin in this movie. We haven't hit Robin world yet. <laughs> uh, the score, Danny Elfman, we already talked about. It. The theme is great. Great. Uh, the Prince soundtrack stuff. Mm. Yay or nay? Uh, I really can't give a yay or a nay. I didn't. I don't really know it to be honest with you. Okay. There's the there's that one scene where they're in the museum and they're like spray painting defacing right. stuff and there's just like a prince song playing yeah prince wrote like multiple songs i know specifically for this movie yay i'm gonna nay prince yeah i'm gonna nay it oh i don't think it's like god a, uh, the only prince i'm gonna nay is prince andrew <laughs> the overall aesthetic we kind of already touched on with just like the sets and the the Dan, the not Danny Elfman, the um, Tim Burton of it all. It's very clearly a Tim Burton movie. Maybe you love it, maybe you don't love it. Eh, it's a yay. It is what it is. Okay. Uh, the how about the climactic scene in this one? Ooh, you're gonna have to remind me. So this was the <laughs> clock tower. Oh. Uh, chase. Nay. I was for it. I think it actually is a is a good ending sequence. Fair enough. Uh, and it ends with well, the iconic death of the Joker. Where the voice box continues playing and he's, ah, 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 he's yeah. still laughing after he's died, which is just a, like uh, that's a great metaphor for great life. touch, great you gotta, touch. You, well, and also this movie's like an hour and a half. No, it's long. Two hours? Definitely at least two. Mm. Oh, I did. Remember, fall, I took a half hour nap. Yeah, and we we also split it over two parts in yeah. between uh, college okay. basketball games. Fair enough. All right. And then uh, two more little little quick hitters here. Please. The cheese we're doing, level. We're doing this for everyone? Yes, we are. Okay. The cheese level of the movie. Two hours and six minutes, by the way. The cheese level. Yay. The cheese level was... Is I like, mean, this, is, this cheese is moldy. This is like... This is, you know... It's Asiago, is, yes. Asiago cheese is not moldy. I wasn't saying it was moldy. Well, then why say it's Asiago? I just wanted to name a random cheese, okay? Asiago came to mind? Yes, uh, pretty cheesy, but its cheesiness will be blown away over the rest of this series. Oh my god! And finally, uh, the laugh level scale. Nay. The one thing about I Batman don't think I movies, laugh once. No, no, I'm not talking about you laughing. I'm talking about people <laughs> laughing in the Batman. In movies. oh, then it's a yay. It's a yay. There's a lot of Joker laughs, but well, it seems a joke again. Compared to some of the rest of these movies. The laugh level is not that high. Oh, okay. We'll get Fair to enough. that later. Okay. Any other thoughts about 1989's Batman? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, man, there are some wild scenes of just... Jack chewing scenery. Yeah. News, newscasters passing out or dying after they've put on poison makeup. Oh, Did I right. That up? I think that happened. 
Uh, I mean, who's to say? Anyway, that's that's Batman for you. Yeah. Let's move ahead three years to 1992. Mm. Kyle is now seven plus years old. <laughs> and Batman Returns has come out. Batman has returned. Batman has returned. Michael Keaton has returned as Batman. Our villains. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Yes. The movie. This movie begins with people throwing a baby into a river. <laughs> Is it even a river? It's like a. But then it's like it a turns, sewer. Well, it ends up in the sewer. Where it's a river? He apparently is raised by actual penguins okay uh, okay i think we'll start by talking about danny devito if we can <clears throat> yes in this movie sure danny devito as the penguin led me to the batman returns wikipedia page okay in which i will need <laughs> to read an entry about the real life penguins that were used on set because yes oh my god yes there were real life penguins throughout this thing let me read you this animal rights groups of course started protesting the film after finding out that the penguins would have rockets strapped to their backs okay hold on can i just say that what i have three notes for this entire movie one of the three is strapping rockets to penguins is objectively hilarious unbelievable <laughs> richard hill who, hold on, just let, let this job title sink in. The curator of the penguins <laughs> explained that Warner Brothers was very helpful in making sure the penguins were comfortable. On the flight over, the plane was refrigerated down to 45 degrees, recalls Hill. In Hollywood, they were given a refrigerated trailer, their own swimming pool, half a ton of ice each day, and they had fresh fish delivered daily straight from the docks. Even though it was 100 degrees outside, the entire set was refrigerated down to 35 degrees. This made it very cold for Michelle Pfeiffer, who was most of the time clad in only a thin latex tech suit according to the american humane association's on-set oversight the six emperor penguins that act as pallbearers <laughs> let me just read that again the six emperor penguins that act as pallbearers for the penguin's body at the end of the film spoiler alert were little people <laughs> what oh right okay yeah that makes sense we're <laughs> Were little people dressed? <laughs> were little? <laughs> were little people dressed as emperor penguins? <laughs> oh man! Oh, the penguins! I mean, there are a lot of real ass penguins in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all the little penguins are real. They, they have rockets strapped to them. It's, it's well, the a lot funniest, of people have problems with that. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. All right. Um, we, while we're talking about the penguin, this is like, I mean, this movie. It's like Tim Burton made Batman, and then he, and then it did so well that they were like, eh, "You free reign to do the sequel uh -huh. however you want." And so he cranked up the Tim Burton this, which is at like it's at like a level eight in Batman. And he cranks it up to, like, 75 out of 10 for Batman Returns. Was Danny DeVito a big star at, at this point? 
Like, how did Danny DeVito get this role? And that's not that's no disrespect to Danny DeVito, who I think is a legend. I think he kind of was a big star at this point, right? Didn't he? From I mean, what? I'm sure I'm forgetting things. So he, and he, I'm sure people are yelling at me. His career break is in Taxi. Sure. Right? But that's like 20 years before this. Right. I don't know what he did in the 80s, for instance. I'm sure I'm forgetting. Throw Mama from the Train in 1987. Twins is 1988. Oh, uh, Twins. Uh, I was just Roma- He's in Romance. I don't He's in Romancing. The- One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 75. Romancing the Stone in 84. So Tim Burton was a big fan of that. I didn't put that together either. That back-to-back villains from Batman were from Cuckoo's oh, yeah. Nest. I didn't either. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, I guess the, that makes sense. This character, by Oswald Cobblepot, by the way. Oh, I'm aware. Oswald Cobblepot looking through the archives for his trying to find his parents was great. Oswald when really Cobblepot. he's like looking up addresses for people's firstborn child so he could kill them, kidnap them. Something of the sort. Yeah. Again, we're at a stalemate here with the Danny DeVito performance where there are times I'm watching Danny DeVito in this movie and I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then there are times when I'm watching, I'm like, this rules. Oh, so- I'm, I'm on the fence, but I, it's, it is undeniably just an absurd and like he, like he just looks insane. The costume, the make, the whole thing. It's like, it's so funny that like Danny DeVito as the penguin was in this like huge, I mean, this movie was gigantic and he's just like waddling around like, where <laughs> you're <laughs> right. Where he's basically like acting as an actual penguin, but we haven't gotten to the best part. Well, about the penguin. Oh, he's not just like, kind of an actual penguin he's an outrageously horny <laughs> oh my sewer God. freak he's like the entire time anytime he sees a woman he's like <laughs> can i fuck her well i wrote down one line of dialogue when he walks in on the Catwoman and just says in this movie that like well kind of for kids and like families <laughs> sees the Catwoman and goes just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> Get, what? Outrageously Settle horny. down. Outrageously horny. The entire movie. Unbelievable. I mean, the horniest penguin I've ever seen. I mean, I, 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 you can you can put that you can write that down. You mentioned Catwoman. Obviously, the other villain. Okay. First of all, yes, I mentioned Catwoman. Yeah, I mentioned Catwoman. Suffice to say, this probably won't surprise you or anybody who's listening to this podcast. Michelle Pfeiffer's performance as Catwoman is the best performance in any Batman movie, and it's not even close. I'm sorry, Heath Ledger, may you rest in peace. Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie is... It's it. She's fantastic. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. She's... Ooh, should we just rank all the villains at the end? Sure, you'll have to remind me who they all are. I've already (laughs) forgotten. We're going to go through them her transition into like her so she gets pushed out of a window yeah tough to see here by uh Christopher Walken Christopher Walken who I forgot was in this movie <laughs> until he showed up a lot of people you're watching these and you're like oh yeah and then cats just kind of come and like they lick her bite her they bite her bite yeah they bite her they lick her they bite her and then she becomes Catwoman. Yes. 
So we're to believe that before awesome. We're to believe that before being bitten by a cat, and these are what radioactive cats or something? Or, no, they just seem to be. All cats. of a sudden, she can do backflips. Uh, because she got bitten she by. She goes cat. from like a nerdy office secretary type to. But she super does athletic it, and good with a whip. She does it so effortlessly. I mean, this performance by Michelle Pfeiffer. It's. So it hot. is electric. It is so good. I mean, she is so funny. She's so sexy. It, it's just everything. It's she, great. She is. It, it couldn't. It literally could not be better. <laughs> really, she owns this movie. Oh, owns the movie so much so that I believe uh, that at the end of the movie she was supp- supposed to die. And I think that was in the original script was that she was supposed to die. And I think that they were watching the dailies or whatever and realized that they like she was just absolutely killing it and i think they wanted to keep her alive for either her own movie or the next movie or whatever that didn't happen obviously right but i think that she was supposed to die in this and we can't just kill her she's the best part of the whole thing and that leads me into one of my biggest problems with certainly these first two yes batman movies and I think really leading up to the Nolan ones is that I am never cheering for Batman. <laughs> right. Batman is the lamest person on earth <laughs> in all of them. I'm always cheering, like especially in this one. Like why would I not cheer for Catwoman who's like the coolest person ever? But like- and then we have Michael Keaton being a fucking piece of wallpaper. <laughs> I mean, sorry. We can get into it. They have chemistry, though. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No. Well, anybody can have chemistry with Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman. Are you also, kidding me? I would. I believe they dated in real life. No, oh, who cares? Before, like, before, well before this movie. Is that true? I think I saw that. Michael Keaton is Batman. What? And people hold him in high regard. He does absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, really, he's the least charismatic person you've ever seen. And I'm sorry, I don't want to take it down into just, like, bare bones here. He's not even that attractive. If you're not going to be attractive. Yeah, what? it's like this. He's nothing. He, any Anybody could have done it. It's the opposite of Michelle Pfeiffer's performance. Where, like, she's the only person, honestly, who could have given that performance. Michael Keaton as Batman is like a casting call thing. Like, bring in anybody. And yet... He's... At the same time, he has, like, a look to him. Like, he's nerdy... He's like like this nerdy Batman. He's not intimidating, which I think is, is my biggest issue with him as Batman. He's nothing. But, like, he's also... uh, Maybe it's just because I've known him as Batman my whole life, but he also he still feels like a star to me in these movies. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I'm sorry, I get no star quality at all. Wow, I get no star quality at all. And and you see when you're surrounded by an actual star, Michelle Pfeiffer, you really realize how little star quality at all there is. And it's difficult. And it's difficult. I have nothing against the man, but as a Batman, eh, not for me. I'm still trying to confirm if they dated. Well, look, I, it can't be that hard. So this was, okay. So there there was an article that 
she was made uh michelle pfeiffer was maybe going to play vicky vale in the first batman but keaton was like engaged or something at the time Hmm. and didn't want michelle pfeiffer to be in the to be his love interest in the movie because they had previously dated i wouldn't want her around if i were engaged either because that that (laughs) engagement's gone out the window I think is, I'm reading this David correctly. What is Kelly's deal? Huh? Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, right. They've been married forever. You think Michelle Pfeiffer loves Boston public? <laughs> Wait, Boston legal. There was also Boston public. Are those both David E. Kelly things? Yeah, yeah. He did Boston public and Boston legal. Correct. Boston Public was about like, Are you teachers sure? in school. I could not. I've never been more sure yeah, of anything about my whole life. I have it on DVD. Do you know one of the things that I've never quite understood? Why Michelle Pfeiffer was never on Big Little Lies? Can we get into that real quick? Where's has she been in anything recently? Does she yes. still act much? Well, she was in that movie a couple years ago now that like she was nominated for Golden Globe for it was like Oscar Buzzy oh god what was it called I didn't see it What Lies Beneath no but what a movie top 10 movie box office for the year What Lies Beneath uh are you talking about oh god why can't I think of what it's called I have no idea what you're talking about well it came out a few years ago a couple years ago here's her most recent French Exit yeah French Exit oh uh, and then she was in that um, Madoff she, movie. She was in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. She oh, yeah, was in saw, Avengers saw, Endgame, apparently. Saw, well, she's in, yeah. Well, she's an Ant Man. I mean, she's like the Ant Man. Oh, she's the Wasp. <laughs> well, she might be now. That's Evangeline Lilly, who's anti-vax. She's listed. All right. She's listed. The her credit in Ant Man and the Wasp is Janet Van Dyne slash Wasp. I don't know. Listen, I can't keep track. She's on in Murder on the Orient Express. She's oh, that's in right. Mother. Right. So she's doing stuff. Okay. Good. Good. Love Michelle Pfeiffer. It's still. Oh, of course. It's. It does still feel. But like, why wasn't she? It is like they should. They need to do a Big Little Lies season three. I mean, they don't, but they should. <laughs> and Michelle should be in it. Uh, all right. Let's do the speed through wrap up of Batman Returns. Okay. Batman slash Bruce Wayne, we already talked about... Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne, we already talked about Michael Keaton. Nay. The villains, obviously, we've already talked about DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yay. The love interest is just... It's... Who is the love interest? It's Michelle Pfeiffer. She's the love interest as well. She's doing doing villain slash love interest. Yay. And it works like a charm. Uh, Batmobile, Batsuit, Gadgets, I think it's basically the same thing as the first one. Uh, They're great. Alfred is still great. Same. Still Michael Goff. Uh, no Robin yet. The score, uh, still Danny Elfman. It's it's similar. We don't have any Prince action here in Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, the aesthetic. Better. Yeah, this one is, like, very distinct in my brain. Yeah, me too. And I think it, like... I do think it crafts a very unique Gotham. Like, I, I feel like I am in this universe. Like, it feels like you're in a universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, the climactic scene. I suppose this is... I think this is where... Uh, what is the climactic scene in this I movie? I have absolutely I think no Bruce idea. ends up down in the penguin's lair. Shh. 
Sure. And kills him? Somehow? Yeah. Da, 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 confronted. Um, the last shot is the Catwoman. Is of the Catwoman. Right. right. Uh, As it should be. The penguin emerges from the water and tries to shoot Bruce from behind, but dies from his injuries and the toxic sewage before his penguin family lays his body to rest in the water. Yeah. It's... I think it's like kind of... Right, the penguin g- attempt... Does, yeah, so the climactic scene is the penguin attempting to have his army of penguins bomb the city and kill everyone in Gotham. <laughs> but yeah. the Batman manages to send the penguins and their rockets into the sewer. And they fight. <laughs> and, anyway, it's great. Just the, the climax of the Batman manages to send the penguins and their rockets into the <laughs> sewer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, good for him. Cheese level. Yay. I mean, it's not... Cheese isn't the perfect word for for what's happening in Batman Returns. I think it's actually less cheesy than the first Batman, and it's certainly less cheesy than those to come. Sure. Uh, but it's still pretty campy. Yeah. Uh, laugh level. I th- actually think the laugh level in this is low. I think Yeah, Penguin, there's not a lot of laughing. Penguin is more quacking than laughing. Yeah, quack level would be a quack level. Meow level, high. Meow level is high. She laughs a little bit too, I think, but yeah. it's it's not their their primary bad guy mannerisms are not to laugh. Agree. Uh, Batman Returns, great. Uh, would watch again. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's campy. We're moving on three more years. 1995. Wow. It's Batman Forever. Oh boy. We have a new Batman. Michael Keaton is out. Val Kilmer is in. It was supposed to be Michael Keaton, right? I don't know. I, didn't I believe at, so. I, didn't, I did not I believe. This. And this is, please, and of course, nothing on this podcast is accurate or true. But I do believe that I read that it was supposed to be Keaton. And they offered him, like, a ton of money, too. And he turned it down because he didn't like what the movie was going to be, essentially. Mm. Well, uh, so Joel Schumacher is now directing. And let me tell you, this movie sucks. Uh, spoiler alert for Batman and Robin, but there's no way I will ever watch Batman Forever or Batman and Robin again. I will never watch either of those again. I mean... They're so bad. They are... And, like, I feel like everyone remembers that Batman and Robin is bad, but I don't think people remember that Batman Forever is fucking awful. Here's what I will say about Batman... What are we talking about now? Forever? Forever, yeah. Batman Forever is, I will say, more watchable. Definitely. Than Batman and Robin. Definitely. Batman and Robin was tough to get through. Batman Forever is, what it really comes down to is Jim Carrey, right? Right. I I don't know that there's enough time (laughs) to to get into whatever Jim Carrey is doing. Edward Nygma? Okay, hold on. Let me. I need to look at my notes. I don't even remember. So, look. Oh, Bat- wait. Where? Batman, wait. You're saying Batman Forever is more watchable than Batman and Robin, which is I think is probably true, but I also – I think it's more obnoxious as oh, well. Oh, it's so – It's one of the most obnoxious well, movies ever made. it really comes down to, like I said, your overall feelings – on Jim Carrey. Because this is Jim Carrey at his most Jim Carreyness, right? And here's I want to say something controversial about Jim Carrey, okay? Uh-oh. I do think he killed his No. Um 
how do I say this? I do think Jim Carrey is a very gifted comedic actor. Oh, wow. But. What a statement. But. I think. (laughs) I think the only reason that people think sometimes that he is such a genius is because he's the only person who is willing to be so insane. Okay. And really anybody can kind of do what he's doing. They just don't. When it goes poorly, <laughs> yes. But at other times, like at other times, he's brilliant. I he, agree. He's not brilliant in this movie. Plenty of people could have done this nonsense because it doesn't work. I'm not saying. I don't even know that I'm saying he's not brilliant in this movie. He's at least doing something. Here's what I wrote. Here are he's my notes. He's doing about Jim something. Carrey. Jim Carrey is going ham. I don't even know what to say. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> well, and also. I, the elephant in the room here is like, is the Riddler in this movie supposed to be gay? Uh, because there I are many instances of, of him like, kind of like queer baiting, kind of like doing these things, like kind of doing like a gay voice and like, it's tiptoeing in this weird area of like, what exactly is happening? The, the way they He's kind certainly of do obsessed with. Bruce Wayne and Batman. And the, yes, and the way they kind of color his hair and the whole thing, it feels a little like there's something a little uh, touchy about the entire situation because I don't think I think if they want to make the Riddler gay, great, love it. But it feels there were there were multiple times where it felt like they were doing it for the joke and sort of as mm. like. To make him sort of a loser and kind of like, uh, I don't know. His queerness was kind of played as like, you know, look at this fucking loser. Gotcha. When I was when I watched it, I did not note that it's possible they're trying to have him be gay. And unfortunately, I will never be watching this movie again, so I won't be able to report back on that. Okay. I, I need to ask. This is my fundamental problem with all the Batman movies. Okay. And I know that I need to suspend some sort of, like, sense of disbelief, I suppose. Sure. There's no way you wouldn't know who Batman was. Oh. 100%. It drives me insane. And and I know that it's... I get it. It's whatever. It's not supposed... You know, it is what it is. But the idea that, like... If you were to come to me in a Batman mask, but Kyle, take off that fucking mask. (laughs) It would be like, who are you? You could recognize me just from my chin. Who is this guy? Well, especially when you're casting Val Kilmer and Christian Bale, who have two of the most recognizable chins (laughs) in the history. Very distinct chins. By the way, Val Kilmer. So Val Kilmer is on board here. Yeah. He's great. He's better than Michael Keaton. I love Val Kilmer as Batman. You know what? I think Val gets a bad rap. Again, he does really nothing for me. Hold on. Is this the thing I recorded a scene from this movie? Hold on. Val doesn't do a ton for me here, but he's at least doing... I'm into it. He feels like there's something, something. a little more... Like, he he's, like, strikingly handsome, whereas Keaton is the, is the kind of nerdy type. And I think yeah. it works a little better. Oh, 
with Val as Batman. I did record a scene from this movie, but I meant to write it down so we could act it out. It is the <laughs> craziest. It's one minute long. It's one of the Riddler. Uh, uh, whatever. It's it's. It, we'll have to watch it later. Uh. This movie is insane. We haven't even talked about Tommy Lee Jones. There, there are three main people in this movie that we haven't even, we literally haven't even mentioned until just now. Tommy Lee Jones is so like Jim Carrey is hit or miss. I think it's kind of mostly miss in this movie, but there are some hits. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> is the reason I created the laugh level category. <laughs> Tommy oh Lee Jones, oh my god, laughs in every single shot of him in the in the entire movie. It Every might, single shot, he is cackling bad guy laugh. It's It I, might be the worst performance. I think it's I've the worst seen. character in movie history. It might be the worst thing I've ever seen. It's absolutely I horrific. mean, you want to talk about like, oh, do I feel bad for Jack Nicholson in the first one? Like, <laughs> this pales in comparison. <laughs> I mean, this is Tommy Lee Jones completely out of his How did they get him to do this? He feels so out of his depth and so uncomfortable and like what year is this this is 97 or well, 95 I, we so were t- he's we, coming off the fugitive basically yeah now. so he's but like you know this is probably this is probably the highest paying movie role of his career i'm sure it is and it's it's the most seen i mean i don't know that's the thing about these movies right it's like if you were to ask most people <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Oh yeah, from Batman. Yeah, That's two, not true. Oh, yeah, he's two people face. don't say that, do they? I don't. I don't, know. I don't anyway. think so because this movie sucks so much. Yeah, but maybe. We were texting about this, but like I was reading that apparently during filming, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey absolutely hated each other. <laughs> right. And so it was funny reading that then watching their scenes together because they're in so many scenes together. I mean, that very much checks out. Yeah. I think Tommy was just like, this guy is bonkers. So Tommy does The Fugitive in 93. There's other movies mixed in here, but The Client in 94, Natural Born Killers in 94, uh, some other nonsense, Batman Forever 95, and then Men in Black in 97, and Volcano in 97, U.S. Marshals in 98. Well, it's time for a TLJ episode. <laughs> Are we going to watch In the Valley of Ella? <laughs> um, some other quick thoughts here on Batman Forever. Uh, somehow we've gone this far. I'm, I'm actually shocked. Yeah, I know where you're going. But hold on. Before we do that, uh, the the scene where Bruce Wayne figures out the riddle is one of the worst things ever. Oh, Kyle, that's the scene I was talking about. It, he, he I recorded over... the entire thing. Oh, amazing. It, it's, it's it's like Mr. It, somehow it's they're like, Kyle. there's numbers, it's... and then they correlate them to the numbers of the alphabet before or the letters of the alphabet it, it, based on the number of then for some reason they combine them and they're like it, oh maybe that instead of one and three it's 13 it's the scene I have and then he comes up with Mr. E oh Mr. E Mr. E Edward Nigma. that's I recorded the entire scene <laughs> it, it's the it's the worst thing I've ever seen fantastic it's, terrible it's absolutely outrageous scene I wrote awful scene uh, where Bruce figures out the riddle it's hilarious is it is so funny uh, now to 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 the uh, aforementioned uh, thing with shocking we haven't talked about, but Nicole Kidman is in this movie, oh, yeah, and she wants to fuck Batman. Oh, of course. Wouldn't you? Of course. I mean, I oh, what well, the reverse actually. Nicole, I mean Nicole Kidman. So why I, I, I do the reverse too? 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I would love to. I mean, I would. I, I would like be fucking Nicole Kidman, being like, you know. I mean, Nicole Kidman look, and Val Kilmer. That's that's a good. Uh, good <laughs> that's you. He like couple. goes her goes her office, and he's like, oh, who's being assaulted? And he opens the door, and she's like, using a punching bag in the middle of her office. <laughs> that's great. Uh, and then the scene where he shows up to like her her house or apartment or whatever, she's like just kind of in bed sheets, and then she tells him that she like can't be with Batman because there's someone else, but it's really she's saying oh, the someone else is Bruce Wayne. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And then Batman turns to leave, and he just gives this goofy ass smile, just be like. Nice, I, and then in the next scene, he's like, "I'm retiring as Batman, baby." I got yes. Nicole Kidman. If anything can make you retire as Batman, it's Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. Oh God, I love Nicole. I I forgot she was in this movie when she popped up and I was watching this. I said, "I am on board." <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, she does not save this movie because it sucks. No, she does. I didn't realize you hated this as much as you do. I, I can't believe how and bad we're it talking was. about how how bad it was. We haven't even talked about. Robin. This is the last thing on my list here. Chris O'Donnell shows up here. He's Robin. It's he's uh, an acrobat who's, <laughs> whose family gets killed by Two Face, which is great. This uh, Robin in these movies. Oh my! It's just horrific. Chris O'Donnell is terrible. He's sorry, awful. Chris. I know. Sorry, Chris. You're a mil- you're a fucking billionaire on NCIS. Whatever city it is. I mean, he knows, LA. he knows these are terrible. He is so bad. But Robin is the lamest character. It's just so bad. He's so lame. Like, why? Like, there's no... There's nothing there. He's just a loser. He really is. Ugh, he's like... He's just annoying. Yes. All right. Uh, final thoughts as we speed through Batman Forever. Yeah. Uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer. We've talked about. Uh, I'm on board with Val. He's fine. I like Val more than I like Michael Keaton, but yeah. Uh, the villains, Two Face, the the worst villain in movie history, <laughs> and the Riddler. Uh, Riddler, Jim you Carrey. know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, you know what? You're in on the Riddler, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at least, it, at least it was something, you know. At least it was something. Jim Carrey turned up to an 11 is never going to be my favorite thing, but, like, at least it was something. Sure. Uh, love interest, Nicole Kidman. Yay! Fantastic. I'll give you $10 if you can name her character name. Three, two, one. No, I'm sorry. It's Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> You didn't get there in time. Jeez, Sorry, Meridian. Oh, of course. Uh, Batmobile, bat suit, gadgets. I feel like um, I remember specifically the Batmobile. I don't think it's as good as the Batmobile from Batman or Batman Returns. Okay. Um, but a cool Batmobile nonetheless. I don't remember much in specifically about the bat suit or or the gadgets. No. Maybe I eliminate gadgets from this because I don't really know any of them. Uh, Alfred, still the same Alfred. Robin, we've talked about. Absolutely horrific. Ugh. Uh, the score, I don't remember anything in particular about the score being different from from the... Nothing stands out. I do remember uh, the credits song. I remember playing this as a kid, but it's 
U2 did the, the credit song. It's called yes. Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. I, I loved it when I was nine years old. Yeah. Uh, the aesthetic on this one is... Well, I think... no longer Burton-y, and so... But it's still that, like, cartoonish uh, style. But it misses the kind of charm of Tim Burton. Well, and I think, like, this movie, and I think especially Batman and Robin, are kind of stuck in this weird area where, like, sort of new technology existed in terms of filmmaking... And nobody quite knew what to do with it or how to use it. Like, yeah. there are so many shots now. And, of course, it's an older movie, whatever. But, like, there's so many things where I'm sure they're like, we're going to do this. It's going to look fucking cool. And you look now, you're like, oh, God. And, like, the Tim Burton movies somehow avoid that. Like, I think. Mostly, they, yeah. You know, like, they kind of just, like, are what they are. There's a few things that, like, actually, what's what's impressive about the first Batman movie, uh, the scene where. He first like arrives in the Batmobile and then he gets out to go fight crime or whatever. And then he does the yeah, like, fight crime or whatever. Yeah. He does the like shields and then the the shields the car like shields up. Obviously, it's like an old computer effect, but it it still actually kind of works. But the sure. scenes where he's like flying through the air are pretty rough in that one. In this yeah. one, uh, yeah, it's fine. It feels very dated technology. Well, and I think that we uh, uh, mentioned that Batman Forever was nominated for three Academy Awards. <laughs> Could you name those three? Um, God. Let's see. I will guess Oof, costume design. Incorrect, which is weird. Hmm. People didn't like the Riddler's green pajamas. Uh, production design? Uh, uh, no. What? Uh, original song? No, U2? which is weird. Uh, original score? No. It's, what the hell? I will save you a bit of a headache here. This Visual is... effects? No. I will save you a bit of a headache. This is before they split up the sound categories, so it was nominated for both mixing and editing. Okay. But Batman Forever in 1996 was also nominated for cinematography. Wow. Yeah. That's all- shocking. And I'll- also to go back, just uh, t- to be a completionist here, I suppose, Batman... In 89, was nominated for production design. Okay, that makes sense. Batman Returns was nominated for visual effects and makeup and hairstyling. That makes sense. And then Batman Forever, nominated for three, the most of the bunch. Uh, I'm guessing Batman and Robin didn't click off the Oscars. Batman and Robin, shut out! Wow. At the Oscars. A tragedy. Let's let's get... Last last few Batman Forever categories. Uh, The climactic scene, do you remember it? I do. I have written down, the culminating fight scene is so heinously ugly and unwatchable, (laughs) I stopped looking at it. Best cinematography nominee, everyone. (laughs) It's so ugly. It's like... It's like... I I couldn't even tell I was watching. I think I blocked this one out of my brain. I'm literally reading this, the plot summary oh. about this part on Wikipedia, and I can't remember this fight at all. It, it, like the I, Riddler's trying to, like, drain people's minds. It's just... There's a they, lot. like, drain there's a lot. his mind. There's or, a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, cheese level, exceedingly high in this. Cheese. I mean, what can you name another cheese? Uh, this is Parmesan. 
So Parmesan is cheesier than Asiago? <laughs> sure. Okay. Go sure. with that. And finally, the reason this category was created, the laugh level, there's never been a movie with a higher laugh level. Between Tommy Lee Jones literally laughing at every single shot of him and whatever the fuck Jim Carrey is laughing at throughout. Oh, man. I bet this would be a great movie to watch, just like either super high or super drunk or like something, or like with a bunch of people or something. Like, that's the only way I could envision ever watching this again. If somebody made a super cut of... Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey, just just them laughing in this movie, it would be 45 minutes You know, long. I'm sure that exists, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to end up watching it. Too. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. All right, we're moving on. Oh, boy. To Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, the only way to start is here. And that's with the opening scene where they're, they're playing hockey. <laughs> they're playing, like, rollerblade hockey with... What's the part? Is it... A diamond? I think the puck is a diamond or something yeah. being stolen. My my second note I wrote down is four minutes into this and Batman is playing hockey. <laughs> Which you would think I would love. You would think like, wow, here we go. This is Batman is back, baby. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is not. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But I kind of like Arnold in it. <laughs> okay. I mean... If if Jim Carrey was the thing that we need to talk about most from the the last one, of course, Arnold here. First of all, do you know what my top note is? I don't know if you noticed this or if this is Arnold get is top billing in this movie. He is like oh. ahead of Clooney. Interesting. It's like he's the first name to pop up. It's Arnold. And I believe. Then I know Jack got got top billing. Oh, in did the he? First one, yeah. Oh, over, okay, over interesting. Keaton. So that that is interesting. Uh, Arnold, but Arnold. I, one of my notes I wrote down here is. Arnold has 1,000 one-liners in the first five minutes of the movie. And they are they are first passes. No one has ever like tried Every to punch up. Every single one of his lines, the entire movie, is a one-liner pun. It is unbelievable. None of them are funny. <laughs> I wrote one down. I wrote one down where he... <laughs> I don't know what he's doing at this point. He's like shooting people with ice or something. He goes, who killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> and I'm like, is that true? <laughs> the Ice Age? Sure. Sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. Let me see. Where, where's my Arnold note here? Uh, it's hard to tell if Arnold is intentionally or ironically funny. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both? <laughs> like, everything he says is funny. And, like, is he the most gifted comedian of all time? Or is he the worst actor that's ever graced the screen? Right. It's one of the two. And the only way you could like this movie is because you just think his lines are so absolutely horrible the entire time. I should have written more of them down. I mean, truly, he is saying some wild shit. Yes. Um... So, George Clooney is now Batman. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned Clooney. He's... Pretty bad. Oh, I mean, he is he's terrible. He's awful, and it's like. By the way, this movie starts with like close-up shots of butts. In oh the my! I mean, the, the bat, butts and Robin is suits. the butts and the tits. and then it ends with Alicia Silverstone as like in the in the <sighs> Batgirl. Like we're getting her butt shot, which I approve. But well, we're gonna have to talk about Alicia at some point. <laughs> I guess I'm excited. Uh, Clooney is 
absolutely sleepwalking through this entire <laughs> I mean, he is there's nothing happening. And like Clooney there's isn't nothing happening. He's not really like a mega star yet. Right. Well that was another thing I was wondering. So he's this is what, like ER Clooney? Yeah, I mean this this comes out in ninety seven, so he's probably shooting it in ninety six. Like this is he go what did, I need to look up his IMDB. Please. Um Let's talk about Actually, let's just talk about George Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah. Hold on. I need to get to his filmography. He just... He... He, he does nothing. It feels like he was told he got the role, like, on the day. <laughs> and he just doesn't really know what to do. He's, like, undeniably just so handsome. And that's all he's bringing to it. I mean, right. he's the definition of... Especially back then. I mean, Clooney in the so, mid-90s... So his run oh, on ER God. is 94 to 2000, where he's like a regular. Were you an ER person? No. I'm sure we've talked. You weren't an ER person? No. <sighs> wow. I mean, he, he... I mean, I stopped watching ER at some point. I mean, ER lasted. He hosted Saturday Night Live in 1995. So, I mean, he's... What's the movie? Where... So where uh, are we... Now, uh, I'm doing the movies Sorry. here now. So there's not much. I mean, he's in that... He's in From Dusk Till Dawn in '96. That's the one uh, that Tar- with Tar- or that Tarantino wrote. Robert Rodriguez like what year is Out of Sight vampire movie? Out of Sight is '98. '98. So that's after this. Yeah. So after this, so '97, he's in Batman and Robin and the Peacemaker. '98, The Thin Red Line, Out of Sight, and uh, that's a short film. And then '99, he does Three Kings. Uh, 2000, The Perfect Storm, Will Brother Where Art Thou? 2001 Ocean's 11. So that's that's like his rise to superstar, but he's already been Batman. So like Right. It kind of happened at the right time. Yeah. He was able to sort of like write the ship. No pun right. intended, no perfect storm pun intended. <laughs> but he's I mean he's I think he is almost so cardboard in this movie that it, it does like I you mean, can't even there's just nothing to latch it's it's not even bad. It's just like there's no attachment. Like, I just watched this. And if George Clooney walked into this room right now, I'd be like, Batman would not even cross my mind. Right. Nobody you know? think, nobody even remembers that he's Batman, basically. No. Other than to, like, I'm sure his friends, like, make fun of him. Oh, can you imagine what Brad says? <laughs> oh, my God. I bet those two are such pranksters. But, like, so much of the, the storyline in this is, like... Casamigos? Is that right? Yep. Batman and Robin being like, like Robin is like mad be- at Batman throughout because he's under Uma Thurman, who we haven't even mentioned, Poison Ivy's like love potion spell. Oh my god! And so they're like both kind of in love with her because of the spell, but then like but Batman also kind of realizes Alicia? it. Huh? They're also like sort of in love with Alicia too. Yeah, Robin kind of is. Yeah. But Clooney says some like Clooney could be her father, and then he like says something at once like I don't. Know. Like, oh, piece of ass. Does we, he? he oh, yeah. He doesn't say that, but he's like... But also, he's he's also, like, dating or engaged to Elle McPherson in this movie. Oh, my God, Elle McPherson. And God bless. Uh, just, you know, Meryl sure. Streep 2.0 in this. <laughs> Ella's she's really... Fine. She's better than Clooney. <laughs> so, Uma Thurman. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult. It's rough. Well, here's what I wrote down. 
I don't even know what By to... By the way, we're on... I uh, just want to note that we're on movie four of eight. Well, we're... We're almost halfway done with... Well, we're almost an hour and a half in. Uh, I don't even know what to make of Poison Ivy. Uma is doing her thing. <laughs> but the movie is so bad that her performance is wasted, is what I wrote down. <laughs> I... This is not to say that I think Uma Thurman is giving a great performance as Poison Ivy. I just think it's, in better hands... It's one of the worst like characters ever written. Yeah. I mean, it... I mean, first of all, it makes no sense, right? It's like, she's like trying to, she's all about plants, right? And like trying to save the earth, but then like also wants to kill everyone. Well, the, well, she gets like killed, basically. She basically gets killed and then like the rebirths as a plant woman. It's the same thing as Catwoman. But yeah, done it's poorly. just, she's, there are moments in there where I think like if this, if a better director was in charge here if this movie was better i think this performance would actually be pretty great yeah you could but it's such a bad it, movie it's yeah it's such a bad movie that it's just there's just nothing there and like when when she and arnold are together it's just like oh my god none none of no Brutal. one in the cast mixes there's no two people in the cast that like have any sort of chemistry in any no. way with each other so they're all, well, they're all in different, like Arnold is a different world from Uma, is in a different world from George, is a different world from Chris O'Donnell. Arnold, and... Uma, Uma, Arnold. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Alicia Silverstone. Oh, boy. I mean, love having a Batgirl around. So where are we? So where is this from? Let's see, Clueless, Clueless is 95. This is 97. So obviously this is why she's in this movie. Right. Clueless is... And I, I, I think we've talked about Clueless on this podcast before, but like I... Alicia Silverstone's performance in Clueless is one of I like one of the biggest like I was gonna say star making performances, and that's not that's that's not quite accurate because her career hasn't really lived up to that. Right, she didn't really become. But you're watching a star. her. I guess what I'm saying is she's brilliant in Clueless. Yes, and so that's why she's in this movie, of course. Uh... Sorry, Alicia, girl, girly, love ya. She is terrible in this movie. Yeah, of course. But literally and everyone is terrible in this movie. I don't hold it against her. I don't either, but, like, she's she's quite bad. And, like, it's <laughs> it's interesting. She is really cause bad. Because I do, I do think that, like... But hold on. She provides the, the one... She provides the best scene in the movie. We're going to have to... What is that? She's trying to get into somebody's oh, the password? computer. The passwords. She's get, trying to guess the password for, I think, Alfred's computer. That's that's my favorite trope in movies. She guessing guesses, the password on someone's computer. She, one, one of her guesses is England. <laughs> <laughs> she guesses that, that Alfred's password is England. It's the... I laughed out loud... <laughs> For like 10 straight minutes when she guessed it. That scene, by the way, goes on for like 10 minutes. Oh, and we're like wild. cutting back and forth between her. It's like it's like Alicia Silverstone. I was going to say Alicia Keys. Alicia <laughs> Silverstone sitting in a computer trying to guess the password. She has like four guesses. So they're cutting between her and then like some like high speed chase, right? So it's like Batman chasing somebody. And it's Alicia. So they're like. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And then they cut back to Alicia Silverstone. And she's like. Maria. <laughs> no, the whole the movie would be better if the entire movie was her just trying her to guessing guess, password. Her just guessing Alfred's password. Well, and 
Uh, do you remember what the eventual password was? Uh, isn't it his wife's name or something? Mm-hmm. Her nickname. Right, what was it? The password is Peg. <laughs> right, it was three letters. <laughs> three letters. That killed me. Oh, God, that was so funny. I was too busy cackling that she guessed And England. why did she know it was Peg? So, because there was a photo right next to the computer <laughs> that said Peg. Well, how do you think Alfred remembers his password? <laughs> oh, Alfred. He's dying in this movie. Oh, I know. I know. It's all like Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, oh, I'm going to put you on ice, 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 baby. And then it's like, I'm, Alfred's like, I'm dying. They're like, uh, also, Alfred has Alzheimer's and he's about to die. He's on his deathbed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, it There's is, no reason for him to be dying. It is something else. Yeah, this is the corniest movie ever made and they're like, we need a we need a little bit of gravity to this movie. Let's have Alfred die. Was he dying? Wait, when did he die in real life? Uh, we looked this up. I think it was after this. Uh, yeah, because when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, was he like actually dying in real life?" Because that would be kind of beautiful. <laughs> They're giving him like a send off. I think he died. Uh, hold on, I got it right here. He died in 2011. Oh, so wait, so why didn't? They, well, that's yeah, he made mean. it another 14 years. Why didn't they bring him back for the Nolan movies? Too old? Well, they got Michael Caine. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bruce. Oh, man. Alicia, I will never forget Alicia Silverstone guessing Alfred's <laughs> passwords. England. What do I know about Alfred? Ooh, he's, he's English. <laughs> I'll guess England as the password. <laughs> like... <laughs> Peg. Peg being the correct password is so like, good. I love it also like no one's password to anything is like their favorite thing. Like my password to my computer is not, you know, cock. <laughs> I was wondering where how you're gonna pay that off. Alright, let's speed through <laughs> speed through Batman and Robin. The categories here. Um Oh great. The categories again. Ba- Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Uh, we have George Clooney. Nay. Cardboard George. Yeah. Uh, the villains. We have Arnold. <laughs> uh, I give Arnold a yay just because it's sure. Just me too. One of the worst Wait, things what's ever. What's his name? Uh, Iceman. Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. Thank you. Uh, but he's also named. So he's Doctor Victor Freeze. Oh sure. He's a molecular. He's biologist. a doctor. Yep. I don't, the whole story. His wife is an. I don't. I couldn't oh, understand I, what was I didn't going remember on. this, but his wife and Alfred had the same disease. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was part of it. Oh, wow. It's going around. Um, interesting. Uh, hmm. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. You know what? I'm going to say yay. Awful. Uh, Dr. Pamela Isley. Uh, Isley? Whatever. Ivy. <clears throat> uh, the love interest. Uh, I guess in this movie, it's a little bit of Elle McPherson, but not, but like... Elle McPherson, yay. Alicia Silverstone, nay. Well, it's not, it's it's Uma Thurman that is like kind of the love interest. Elle McPherson, yay. Uma Thurman, yay. Uh, the Batmobile, Batsuit, Gadget, the Batsuits. I mean, the, the whole thing about the, the Batsuit having nipples here. Well, you is... know this Batsuit is a yay for me. What? The nipples. Oh, you like nipples? Hello? That's a password on my computer, actually. I like nipples. Nipple. Yeah. <laughs> I like. 
if I were, <laughs> yeah, if I were that kid interviewed at the fair, <laughs> I like nipples. <laughs> I like nipples. Uh, Alfred, uh, last round for Michael oh, Goff. He dies, he, or do they die? he, or do they cure him? I forget. I couldn't tell you. May he rest in peace. Uh, Robin, Christopher, uh, I've Chris never here. given a bigger name. One of the worst to things. the acrobat that is Robin. One of the worst in this, like he's awful in Batman Forever, and he's somehow he's even worse in Batman and Robin. Ooh, cool motorcycle. Ugh. The score, I don't remember. Couldn't tell you one thing about it. The aesthetic of the whole movie, bad, terrible. Um, the climactic scene. Doesn't this happen on like? Isn't there like a satellite that's freezing the Earth and then they're pointing it? They're trying to defl- yeah. reflect the sun to melt. Doctor, who cares? It's, this is the worst movie ever. Cheese level. Uh, no movie has ever had a higher cheese level in the history. Last movie, Batman Forever is the absolute pinnacle of the laugh level. Batman and Robin is the absolute pinnacle oh, yeah, of the no cheese level. Oh, yeah, no one's having a good time. This is the cheesiest movie of all time. Yeah. Also, one thing we did not talk about is when Poison Ivy kisses Robin and he pulls off rubber lips. (laughs) (laughs) Which is (laughs) so unsightly and, like, insane. Is it it supposed to be like a... Was this like a safe sex metaphor? Well, he can't... I don't know what it's a metaphor for, but, you know, she can't infect him with the rubber lips. Right. It's also like, I'm sure it got through. <laughs> like, oh man, uh, sorry. All right, that's no. the end. That's the end of part one of the oh, podcast. Now Kyle's really about to get into his element here. What do you mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, so 1997. That's Batman and Robin. Nothing happens for eight years. Batman is hanging upside down for eight years. 2005. Christopher Nolan takes over the franchise, and we get Batman Begins. Yeah. Uh, right, whole new cast, no no carryover. Batman, we get the origin story movie here. Oh, I've always been begging for that. We see that all the time. We see it all the time. See what? The origin story. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Batman Begins. What's interesting is is even though we get flashbacks to to kind of the parents' death in the four previous Batman movies, yeah, all of those and the and like the animated series and the, and the old TV show, those are all those all begin with like he's already Batman. And he's already doing Batman things, and so I think this is the first time outside of the comic books. That we show Bat- how Batman becomes Batman. And I think this movie, well, looking back on it now, it's like, oh, great, we got the origin story. But I, I kind of think this is the first wave of that. Sure. Maybe some of the X-Men movies that came before had a little bit of that. But, oh, sheesh. you know, all the superhero movies that come after, there's kind of always one origin movie to, to kick off that character. But it's kind of modeled after the success, I think, of Batman Begins. What are your Batman Begins thoughts? All right. Well, let's start off here. My first note is, in the first 10 seconds, it already just feels like a completely elevated version of everything that's come before. And that obviously has to do with the fact that a lot of time has passed. But this feels like, off the hop, 
a film. Yes. And I hate to say that word, but it feels like an elevated version of everything that has come before, like I said. But it just, it feels like there's... More appreciation for filmmaking, right? Than we have, ever I mean, uh, the Tim Burton is kind of a different thing, but like he has a specific style. But we have kind of like a so I don't want to be offensive to him by saying this, but we have like a real director on board here making their version of a Batman movie, right? And I think that that results in good things and bad things, yeah, yeah, in this film. Yeah, I mean, the the critiques of the Nolan Batman movies are often that they're too uh, serious, I guess, and they're not having as much fun. Why is so serious? <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Joker. <laughs> I am a, I That's am, a Joker quote for, oh, the, wow. for the fans, well, for the get, real fans. Getting ahead. You're sorry. getting ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So we have... So Christian Bale is Batman. Yes. And to me... Unlike the other movies in this Nolan trilogy, and really unlike any of the four previous Batman movies, this is a movie about, I mean, it's Batman Begins. So it's about Batman, it's about Bruce Wayne. This is a Christian Bale movie to me. Yes. Like the way the way most of these others are kind of, your first thought about these movies are usually not about Batman, it's about the villains. Yes. Uh, this one is really strongly primarily about what Christian Bale is doing as as Bruce and Batman and kind of sets up you know gives you the the first time I've ever cared about Batman. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. First time. First time I've ever liked Batman. It gives us the foundation for the future movies which become more about the villains because we have this correct backstory. Yes. Uh, Christian I, Bale. I personally sorry. Go on. No, please go, go on. Ahead. No, go on. Uh I think Batman Begins is wildly underrated in terms of, like, superhero movies. Okay. Um, like, it, and, you know, I am a big fan of Christopher Nolan's... What? So, uh, I mean, Tenet movie of the year. Oh, my God. Tenet but movie I, of the year. I don't think there's more than one or two superhero movies ever made that are better than Batman Begins. In fact, I probably have it as my second favorite superhero movie ever. Interesting. Um, and number, we'll get to number one on this <laughs> list later on. Yeah. Although, actually, eh, okay, we'll talk about that later. Um, the, it, it just, what is it about it that I, this, this movie does, isn't quite as splashy because it's not so much about the villains, but I think it's just so well made and the story is told in an outstanding way. Um, mm-hmm. And the, I do think the villains are still good. For instance, no one ever throws Scarecrow into the mix of great Batman villains. Sure. But uh, I think he's outstanding. I think it's a really cool, like genuinely kind of freaky gimmick they're using with his like hallucinogen thing and then he's putting on this mask and it's pretty terrifying uh big fan yeah uh i like the the entire training sequence which takes a very long part of the movie uh Mm. where christian bale and liam neeson are you know in i don't know tibet or something sure 
and he's climbing mountains, he's fighting on ice, he's in the temple. I think that whole sequence works really well. Um, it's great score. Hans Zimmer is on board. Yeah, we love Hans. He listens. He does. He's he's <laughs> big. He's a big fan. Uh, it is. When I rewatched it, I was actually surprised. I mean, I've seen this movie a million times, but I was surprised at how campy it actually is at times. It's campier than I remembered it being. Campy. With just like there, there's a lot of like kind of goofy Batman lines. Oh, okay. Where it's um, I'm trying to think of an example because of course I didn't write any down, but whatever. Where's my car? Exactly. Yes. Um, because no one did include a lot like. It's kind of like a li- there's always a nod to like the one-liners mm-hmm. that's always kind of been a part of Batman. It doesn't, you know, it's it feels like there aren't any when you're comparing it to Batman and Robin because that's <laughs> what that entire movie is, but there are some yeah. of them. Um Yeah, so uh I do the one thing that doesn't entirely work for me in Batman Begins is the like kind of where the, the the whole ending the, the ending scene or the ending uh battle like i like the fights with liam neeson but like their whole kind of plan is like we're poisoning the water supply it's, it's just a little it's not the best like bad guy plan mm-hmm. and climax but mm-hmm. the the scenes that work incredibly well are the like batman arriving on the scene because the score is so good. Like, we have, like, chill scenes of, like, things are going poorly, and all of a sudden, here comes the Batmobile. And we're getting a great score to go with it. Fair enough. All right, I feel like I've been talking for, like, five minutes. Go. Um, I don't really like this movie. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's well, fine. It is way too... Sorry. Confusing. Confusing. I don't understand anything that's going on in this movie. What? And you're getting to it. The, I have seen it a lot of times. So. The water and the this and the that. And it kind of gets back to what I was saying about the simplicity of some of the earlier ones. Where the motivations are so clear. By the end, I've seen this movie a handful of times. So watching it again, even. I was like, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. I couldn't tell you what this movie's about. I truly could not tell you what this movie's about. It's too confusing. It jumps around a little bit. There's a lot of just people talking about stuff. (laughs) People talking about stuff. There's a lot of people talking about stuff. Here's here's. Please don't tell me the plot. Give me the plot of that. Give me. I want it. I want. No, I'm I'm not kidding. I don't know any. I I couldn't tell you anything about it. Batman. He's in the thing and he's doing the thing and he's, and then he comes back. We need to talk about Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes is in Batman Begins. Yes. She's fine. I she, love seeing Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes got like a lot of shit for this performance. Unfounded. I, I think so too. I, I think she's fine. Yeah, like, she's fine. She doesn't blow you away, but she's not bad either. Unfounded. Do you know who does blow me away? You know, watching these movies again, you re- it really is nice to be reminded. Christian Bale is fucked. Hot. <laughs> of course. Oh well, you know this guy's a fucking loon. He's losing weight. He's gaining weight. He's up and down. He's yo 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 yo. You never know what to make of the guy. And then you see him in his, you know, Bruce Wayne. You know the Bruce Wayne of it all. 
Wow, we wah. This is by far the best Bruce Wayne in any it's... Batman movie. Like he feels you you understand what he's doing. Like he's playing up this his oh, like yeah. rich guy persona. He's having fun with it. He's great. Christian Bale is perfect as Batman across across the platform. Okay. All right, here's the plot of Batman Begins. You ready for me Please. to summarize it? Are you looking at your phone? No. You know it by heart. Of course. Absolutely not. It's very easy. Batman... Absolutely... Nobody knows... Oh, God. Nobody knows what this movie's about. Everybody knows You're, what it's about. I can see. You're looking at your phone. No, I'm not. I'm looking, yes, at, I'm you looking are. directly at you. Fine. Okay. I would, lo- I would, I would love... How long is this going to take, by the way? Uh, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. So... Movie begins. Oh, great. Good start. Batman fall... Or <laughs> great. Oh, good start. No, that's I great. Meant, I meant a young Bruce Wayne. No, that's great. Falls into a... Uh, I don't... Into a I don't need all of this. I understand. And gets scared by bats. I'm just saying, once we get... I don't know, wherever we are, these things are happening. There's. Uh, all right, so he, he plans to murder his parents' killer when he is released from jail. You know, he serves his time. Joe Chill, his name is. And Bruce shows up to the hearing with plans to, to kill him afterwards. Someone else kills him instead before Bruce has a chance to. And it's it's a hit from the local mobster, Carmine Falcone. So then Bruce disappears for years. Oh, my God. I don't need He wants this. to learn to fight criminals. He wants to get their psychology... And then, Will you uh, wake me up when you're done? Blah blah blah. He does. He trains with Liam Neeson, joins the League of Shadows, and then he comes back to Gotham, and starts fighting crime. He's taking down mobsters, including Carmine Falcone. But this then part- eventually, oh, God. the League of Shadows has decided Gotham is beyond repair, and we need to actually destroy the city. And Bruce says, "No, we got to give it a chance. I can, I can save Gotham." Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that part, I... Okay, great. Love it. And so they're pouring a, uh, the hallu- a hallucinogenic chemical into the water supply, and then they steal a some sort of device from the Wayne company uh, that will activate the drug in the water supply. And so then everyone is freaking out, and then Bruce fights them and stops... Uh, Batman fights them and stops them. He fights Ra's al Ghul... Who's Liam Neeson? It's so on boring. the train, so and he boring. Comes. No, it's great. Ra's al Ghul is so boring. No, no, he's good. I think what he's the whole he's the whole psychological, you know, background for all three of these movies. Oh God, his his training with with Liam Neeson. Whatever. I think here here's I think what is the big problem for me. Okay. And this stretches across all three of the Nolan ones. Sorry to say. Sure. There's real lack of femininity in all of them. Sure. We got, we got, we got Katie. Okay, Katie's, you know, despite what I've said, not really bringing that much to the table. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think it's, that's that's a very fair criticism. In this one, no, in particular, of the three, there's just no. I appreciate, like I said, I appreciate a lot of the, oh, wow, we have, like, a filmmaker telling the story for the first time. But, you know, I need, I need that fight for energy, baby. 
Yes, that's lacking. Uh, uh, that's legit. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's blast through the categories before we move on. Okay, fine. Batman vs. Wayne, we talked about yay. Uh, the best it's, a yay. it's ever been in this one. Uh, the villains are, um, I mean, it's Ra's al Ghul, Liam Neeson, yeah. slash. Huge nay. B- bigger nay than Arnold. Wow. I actually gave Arnold a yay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, so fair enough. And then um, Scarecrow is played by, what's his name? Killian Murphy. Murphy. Uh, underrated. Love it. I'm, I'm all in on, on Scarecrow. Cillian? Killian? Killian. Killian Murphy. Um, and then Tom Wilkinson as, as oh, Carmine Oh, God, Falcone. there's so many men in this movie. Well, there we just are. There's just so many men in this movie. Oh, you know what we never talked about in the other ones was is Commissioner is Commissioner Gordon. We, this is the first time we've mentioned him in the podcast. Who plays him in the other ones? Uh, who gives a shit? I don't remember actually. Oh, another man. Uh, love interest for Batman is Katie Holmes, Rachel Dawes. Uh, yay. The Batmobile, bat suit, and gadgets. Yay. This is the best version of that. I think like. The bad boy, they, 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 you understand where it's all coming from. You no? understand where it's all coming yeah, from. Yeah, they, they like explain the gadgets. Oh, like sure. Batman is ordering sure. things and piecing together the suit and he's trying to, he's, sure. he's test driving things. And the uh, Morgan Freeman, who we haven't mentioned yet. <sighs> who could forget another man to come in and say some insane dialogue morgan freeman we've got gary oldman we've got michael kane tom just, wilkins i mean the list goes on it's like wow who's next was uh you know alan alda busy it's <laughs> uh, just a lot of men talking about batman the, stuff the water supply <laughs> like what the hell he's pours in the water what supply. happens like a cool ass chick who was like infected by cats and said a bunch of funny stuff what happened to that we've got ken wantanabe oh my god um alfred michael kane fantastic of course michael kane's great as alfred he's great i'll give him that <laughs> i'll give him that i'll give him not mr white robin we don't mr. have yet white. score 10 out of 10 hans yeah uh the aesthetic 10 out of 10 Eh. You already talked about how you liked it. This is kind of like... I like the start. That was my first note. Oh, looks good. And then by then, I'm like, this thing's still going? <laughs> uh, climax. The climactic scene here. This is the sort of battle between... Well, it, when it ends on the train. This is the part I think works. I already mentioned, but I think this is probably the weakest Well, there's also a car chase in this movie that is excellent. Oh, the when he's jumping from rooftops? Yeah. Ends with him going, Rachel! Great stuff. Great stuff. Famously uh, parodied in a hilarious way at one of the MTV like movie awards where Andy Dick is playing. Uh, <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> Who could forget that classic MTV movie awards bit <laughs> with Andy Dick? <laughs> Who could forget that? They're cut, they're like cutting around that car chase scene and like where all the cops are like, what? What is he driving? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you lost them? And they're, and they're, they cut to Andy Dick going, he's flying from rooftops. 
And then one of the other cops says that line, and then Andy Dixon, I just fucking said that, Phil. It's great. It's a good bit. Look it up. Yeah, I'll have to uh, YouTube that after we're done. Uh, cheese level, pretty there's, low here. There's no There's cheese. a tiny bit of cheese. There's no cheese. Just a tiny bit What's of a cheese? tiny, a, a, a baby bell? Huh? A baby bell. There's like a mozzarella stick. A, a string cheese. A string cheese, yeah. Uh, laugh Baby level. Baby Bell was better, but there's not much laughing in this. No, part. there's none. <laughs> this is very Batman is serious. Well, I'm hating on this movie because it's fun. Ultimately, I think it's fine, but it's not. It's great. I love it. Yeah, we can tell. All right, we move three years ahead in time. Yes, 2008. It's the Dark Knight. Hmm. Uh, thoughts on the Dark Knight? Well, I wrote down three notes. <laughs> Hit me with them. The opening. That's it. Phenomenal. Two. The Katie Maggie swap. Ooh, yes. Which thoughts? I mean, it's Tom Cruise to blame. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, I, I blame him for everything. I don't know, but of course it was, right? Or, or should we be thanking Tom Cruise because? Maggie's better in this movie than Katie is in the first no, one. No, no. That's incorrect. It's Maggie's bad. whatever. Uh, and then my uh, last... Maggie's whatever, he says. The director of The Lost Daughter? You know what? Let me just briefly say. The Lost Daughter swept the Independent Spirit Awards <laughs> the other day. And, of course, I watched every second of them on television. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal gave three separate speeches of no shorter than five minutes each <laughs> that were... So pretentious and so oh, embarrassing. I love that. Like, it was like, there's nothing. It was just not. It was just, you know, just annoying. Okay. Uh, so I'm out on her. Uh, no, I love her. I hate her. Um, my last note. Heath is just the most watchable thing ever. Oh. So this is my hot take on the Dark Knight. Heath Ledger's performance, pretty good. Pretty watchable. Uh, pretty. Day good. I have two thoughts on The Dark Knight and two thoughts only. The Dark Knight has been one of the most discussed movies, yeah. you know, in the last 20 years. Sure. Um, and neither of these are are new notes either, but the truck flip at the end of the car chase Amazing. is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Amazing. It's, it's a chill moment every single time. I watched on my... I watched special features about it and, like, watched how they did this it's wild oh, I would love they to literally just flipped the truck yeah they actually did it and like that's the thing they harp on all the spe- special features where they show how they do everything it's yeah. like every single time it's like well Christopher wants to do as much in camera as we possibly can he doesn't want to have to rely on special effects so he always is pushing us and tasking us to how to do things yeah legitimately and so like we did. We figured out how to how to flip an 18 wheeler and then we had one shot at it we shot it with like five cameras and this is what it is, and it's just—it's this amazing feature about how they do this. It's one of the like craziest movie making magic thing you you've ever seen. Love that. And they do—they do a similar one for uh, how they blew up the hospital because mm-hmm. <laughs> they really just like found some building and made mm-hmm. it look like a hospital and then destroyed it. Like those explosions are all real. There's no uh, effects in there. Yeah. Um. So that's one. The truck flip. One of the coolest things ever. And the other thing is. The entire movie, obviously, is it's it's all about Heath Ledger, of course. Sure. And that entire performance 
I mean, the that entire character. The performance is obviously great, and the character is great, based basically on this one. Um, it all boils down to within about ten minutes of each other, the Joker tells the "You want to know how I got these scars?" story. And the first time he tells it, it's this horrifying thing about where his father abused. He had an abusive father, and his and his father cut him with a razor blade, with, with a knife or whatever, while he was beating up his mom or something like that. And you're yeah. like, oh god, that's all. And then like ten minutes later, he does. He starts doing the speech. You want to? I got these scars, and it it turns out to be he tells it about like a relationship with his with his wife, and he ended up doing it to himself after she had been mutilated in in some instance and it's just like it just puts you immediately into this like you just understand the joker right there because yeah you go from oh man i almost feel bad for this guy he went through this abusive thing to like oh no he's just fucked up yeah. and he loves messing with people and it just puts you in the perfect mindset for the rest of the movie and it's great did we ever get to the bottom of heath ledger's relationship with mary kate olsen no i don't think we ever did something was going on there though huh? but like when Whoever, like when his housekeeper or whatever found his body, I believe her first call was to Mary Kate Olsen. Wow. Hmm. We don't talk about that enough. We really don't. We kind of skipped past that. I'm just. Just interesting. Yeah. Like, was she. Well, she wasn't responsible. I mean, well, interesting. Another topic for another day. Dark Knight, um. It's great. I mean, it, it's filled with so many iconic, already like iconic moments that looking back now I already sort of like feel nostalgic, which makes me feel so old. But um, it's great. Yeah. There's not much more that needs to be said about Dark Knight, so we'll speed through the categories. Batman, Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale is basically the same as the last one. Yeah. The yay. focus is not as much on him here, but he's still good. Yeah. Uh, the villain, villains, of course. I mean, come on. It's the Joker. Uh, oh, uh, and also Two Face at the end. Yes, of course. Which the movie's so much, the movie's way longer than I I always forget. Then it should There's like be. the whole yeah, extra. Then it should be. I almost always forget about the whole extra beat where Two Face becomes a bad guy too and starts killing people. Yeah. Uh, love interest Maggie Gyllenhaal. Kind of love triangle here where hey. she's dating Harvey Dent. Also speaking, um, just another recognizable chin, Aaron Eckhart. Oh, I know. What happened to Aaron Eckhart? I don't know. What's he doing? He's really good in this. He is. I was thinking about him. Did he something? I don't know. Something must happen. I don't know. He was hot. He was like, and thank you for smoking around the same right. time, yeah. right? I think he does this right after that. Oh, also, Batman Begins was nominated for best cinematography. Oh, <laughs> huh. What Dark Knight was too, right? Dark Knight was nominated for. Can you guess how many Oscars? Uh, I'll say eight. That is absolutely correct. Wow. Can you name them all? Of course, it won one uh, very one best I supporting actor. One very iconic one, yes. And it was, it was besides best supporting actor, it's probably most famously known Oscars wise for not being nominated for best picture and kind of being the catalyst. Probably the yeah, probably you could call it the catalyst for expanding the number of best picture nominees. Yeah. Also, won sound editing. Sound editing. Uh, nominated for sound mixing, visual effects, cinematography, production design, makeup and hairstyling, and editing. All right. Still no score. My boy Han's getting chipped. I know. Isn't that? Yeah, it is odd. Um, 
Batmobile, bat suit, gadgets. Great. It's basically the same thing as as the previous movie. I don't think they did anything. Oh, they they did do the uh, the weird like cell phone uh, as uh, the thing at the end where he tracks where the Joker's location is by using everybody's cell phone to record audio or whatever. And Morgan Freeman is like fundamentally opposed to it. Right. The Mor- Morgan Freeman. What's his character's name? Uh, Lucius Fox. Yeah, I don't care about him. Sure. Uh, Frost Nixon. <laughs> what? Nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were still looking the up things reader. that Aaron Eckhart was in. Oh, I, no, I need to look that up. Frost Nixon. Yeah, I don't think people are having a lot of... Getting a Best Picture nomination over the Dark Knight. People aren't really... Frost Nixon and Frost Nixon and the Reader aren't exactly top of the mind when you think of two thousand eight like, movies. You know, this is like Slumdog Millionaire is your winner. It's like, even, but like so the five Slumdog wins. Yeah. Frost Nixon, the Reader, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Milk. What an insane Best Picture list! It's crazy. The Dark Knight, and it's weird because it's it was recognized. Right. Eight nominations. And it it makes the most money. It's the biggest movie of the year by far at the box office. Yeah, I think this is a sign. You know, the Academy's changed. You know I mean? You look at where things are now. Heath. Now I'm just looking. God. I mean, you want to talk about, like, weird, <laughs> weird lineups? So Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight beats Josh Brolin for Milk. Okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road. And Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. <laughs> what a, what on earth? Insane. Listen, the Dark Knight is great. It's a little bit too long. Don't tell anybody I said that. Uh, but that's fair. Uh, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, where are? Oh, we? sorry. Uh, Batsu gadgets. You know, we did that. Alfred still uh, Michael Caine, but oh. he gives a couple great. He's, he's he's telling stories in this movie. Oh yeah, the, they, they whole... really let him go. He was imp- that was improv. His whole story about trying to explain you know, his some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> that's that's a great moment. Um, we don't have a Robin yet. The score is a ten out of ten. The aesthetic is a ten out of ten. The climactic scene. Uh, I guess it's the boat thing with the Joker here. <clears throat> right. That's probably the climax of whether people are going to blow each other up on the boat and his fight with the Joker. But then it. There's, I guess there's the secondary climax with... Mm, uh, the movie, I would love yeah, a secondary the movie climax. comes again later with with uh, Two-Face and whether he's going to kill Gordon's family. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the ending there. They're both... Th- those both work quite well. What... Oh, sorry. What one makeup and hairstyling? Mm. If, like, the Harvey Dent makeup didn't win? That's a good question. And, like, the Joker makeup, too, is great. Stand by. Uh, cheese level. Pretty low here, but there are some cheesy parts. The winner was The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, yeah, well. I the other they're... nominee in the category, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. So Dark Knight didn't even get nominated? There were two nominees? No, it was. It was nominated. Oh, it was nominated. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, cheese level is pretty low. A little bit of cheese, not a lot. Um, what cheese would this be? This would be... 
little bit of cheese in a lot. This is like Cheetos level. <laughs> Cheetos is not cheese. Cheetos cheese. Yeah, the orange cheese. The dust. Yeah. Got it. All Cheetos right. dust level. Got cheese. it. Okay. Uh, laugh level is actually pretty high in this movie because yeah. the Joker is doing a lot of. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> that was one of those terrifying things exactly. I have ever seen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, a lot of laughing like that. Yikes! All right, that's the Dark Knight. That's the Dark Knight. Should have won Best Picture. No, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. It's... Oh, no. Now the microphone is stuck. I mean... All right, and speaking of should have won Best Picture, we're moving on to 2012's The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, boy. Speaking of should have won Best Picture... Oh, yeah. I love The Dark Knight Rises. It is not nearly as good as either The Dark Knight or Batman Begins, but I almost enjoy it more. And it's... And there's a, a one-word answer for why I do. Uh, and that word is Bane. Bane is awesome. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, was that your Bane impression? Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> One second. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Hey! That was better. That was terrible. That was better. Hey! Do you want to die? Yeah, you're, it's, you're missing like the... Uh... <laughs> hey! <laughs> he kind of sounds like a horse. Hey! It's me, Bane! Do you want to die? Of course. Are you Bane? Of course. Okay, <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, also, something... Uh, uh, Joker, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix, was nominated for, of course, 11 Academy Awards. Uh, they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother! Oh, that's fun. That's fun. What? That scene. Oh, I wrote down opening scene. Outstanding. I'm I'm wondering if watch the special features on this opening scene too. Uh, I don't have. Sorry, not rich enough for a Blu-ray player. I got the Blu-rays. I'm, I'll, I'll show you them next time. Oh great! We'll watch these I behind the scenes. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh it doesn't matter who we are. Here's okay. What this, matters is our plan. <laughs> this is okay. I'm wondering if this is a me problem. Do you feel in trouble? I feel unsafe in my own home. Uh, Time to go mobile. To call this my own home. Um, my roommate, during the course of this, uh, came in and grabbed a blender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Is this a me problem or a Batman problem? You my merely adopted the darkness. I was born in it. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Bane went south. Um... <laughs> Oh, I love Bane so much. Yeah, that's great. I can tell. I'm really not feeling comfortable. Um, my first two notes here. I love the opening plane sequence. 
This movie is better than I remembered. Yes. My final note. Uh oh. I am so bored. <laughs> yeah. These movies, Kyle. They're very long. They're this so one's almost three hours. long. Why are they so long? I mean, for the first half, well, I don't want to say first half, but for the first bit of this, I was like, oh, this is, there was a moment where I was like, is my take going to be that this is better than The Dark Knight? Because I thought that'd be fun. Yeah. And for a second, I was like, is it? I think, so, <laughs> this is my Bane. my overall thought on The Dark Knight Rises, other than Bane is great, and I'm all in on everything with him. Uh, it's a great movie up through the moment that Bane breaks Batman's back. And, and Batman and they go to the prison in some other country or whatever. Uh-huh. It's it's right at like the halfway point of the movie and it's awesome. It's kind of it's like no perfect from uh-huh. the beginning to that point. And then the the whole second half of the movie where like Bane takes over Gotham and they're just driving around in the Batmobiles and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing Ugh. Joseph Gordon-Levitty things. Mhm. Wait, um, what? I mean, so that was supposed to be a thing, right? I mean, obviously. The movie ends with him. Yeah. That was supposed to be a movie, right? What happened? I don't think... They I meant get, to look that... Oh, come on. I don't think they ever meant to, like, make that a thing. Like, really? Nolan... Well, Nolan was never going to do it. Like, this was the end of his... What he wanted to do. And uh, I think it's more... Suppo- I think it's supposed to be more of, like, a thematic thing of, like, Batman has passed the torch. In terms of this movie. Now, obviously... You know, someone could have picked up the mantle and then been like, all right, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is... But they're not going to make, like, a Robin the movie. He would kind of have to become Batman, right? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, it just... It would have been a little weird, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the whole... The whole, like, there's a nuclear bomb and we gave the detonator to some random citizen. There's a reactor. Why... The amount of times I had to hear the word reactor in this Yeah, movie. there's a lot. The second it's half like, is a lot of that. It's so, like, listen, if you want to, if you if you don't like Christopher Nolan, the second half of this movie is not going to help. Right. It's, exactly. like, so convoluted. Again, I'm so confused. Why am I confused? We're at Heinz Field. We're blowing up okay. the football. The football field. scene. Set that aside for a second. We need to talk about that. Okay. The... But I'm just confused, and it gets it's so it's. This like, one it's, is I I will give you like, I will give you that this one is very confusing. And you're like, why am I confused out. watching this movie that like I want to be enjoying? It, it kind of makes you mad and whatever. Um, the football scene. Yep. Okay. Many things to discuss here. Let's break it down. Okay. One is this supposed to be an NFL game? Good question. Uh, they are the Gotham Rogues against the Rapid City something. Outlaws or something? No, no. I'm just confused if this is supposed to be an NFL game or like what the deal is. Number two, very bold choice to pick the most recognizable stadium with these fucking bright-ass yellow seats. <laughs> right. For, you're like, okay, so they're in Pittsburgh. Like I'm just like Pittsburgh, 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 Pittsburgh over and over and over. Number three. Fair. It's, there's no one there. Yeah. The stadium is empty, which is weird because they could fill it up in post or whatever if they wanted to. And then there's some shots where you look and like, oh, this place is pretty packed. And then they do like a wide shot. There's no one in the stadium. And like, is this supposed to be an NFL game? 
<laughs> right, right. It's a little weird. They did a whole thing about I I saw this. Here we go again. They had like ten thousand people there, but oh, the, I'm it's sure like eighty thousand. Yeah, I, but they were like they were so happy they were able to get that many like extra. It just looks out, weird like, that it's an empty stadium. I know. I thought they should have done more digital. Yeah. adding of people in there because if it's supposed to be an NF, like whatever they did it is, some and they like yeah. They they took like groups of four people and then they like copied and pasted them into various spots in the stadium. But yeah, yeah it's it does feel a little weird. It's weird. The weirder thing to me actually is after it explodes and Bane is giving his speech to the people, the the cutaway shots of the crowd, they're all like, I'm gonna demonstrate here. <laughs> okay. They're all they're all like going like this. Oh yeah. Well yeah. People they're are all like, like crouched like they're. On, they're like in the move and they've stopped like they're frozen in time well and also like this guy is like on the field clearly about to do something super and all these people are like what's going on <laughs> like like the field has just exploded yeah you're like i would leave if i were you it's, it's, it's bizarre it feels but the, i think what I, I think what i thought was like man i should love this scene way more than i do yeah. like i love the idea of this like thing happening in a big football stadium right. i love the right. idea of that but it just it it doesn't quite work. For Heinz me. Ward returns the kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah, you love talking about that, don't you? Everyone, not really. No, I don't like you, Heinz Ward. We talked. You literally said this anecdote on last week's podcast. Um, you did. How about the kids singing the national anthem at the beginning? What, what is going on? It's great. What is it? What I just I don't understand. It doesn't. It. It almost felt like. You, it's not quite this, but you know that feeling of like watching a movie or watching a scene in a movie that's like about sports or something, and like whoever made this is is not a yes, sports fan. One hundred percent. This is exactly what I was thinking with this one. You're like, because like this doesn't make any sense. It's impressive and cool, and they do some cool stuff with it. But like, why aren't there people there? It's missing. It's missing that like you you know the people in charge are just not huge football fans at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's just missing a little bit of connection there. Yeah, where like when sports fans watch this, they're kind of like, "Huh, that was a little bit weird." Um, all right, Anne Hathaway. Yes, I have over the years, and you know, and people know this. People come up here on the street saying, "Why are you so hard on Anne Hathaway? Why why do you hate Anne Hathaway?" People say this to me all the time. She is not as bad in this movie as I remember. Okay. Because I, I, going into this, I was like, man, I hate Anne Hathaway in this movie. I do not think that she is good. I think she's great, I th- but okay. Um, but she's 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 a little bit better than I remembered. But my problem with Anne Hathaway is like Catwoman, if we're going to get back to Michelle Pfeiffer, that is how you do it. And I've said, and it. Maybe it's a matter of personal taste. Anne Hathaway to me is like truly the least sexy person that has ever existed. Oh. Like to me, she is like so like nothing. And I, I know that's mean, but like she is to me just vanilla. Anytime she tries to be sexy, I find it funny. Can't just she's just not right for the role. Okay. I don't agree, but I think that's a personal choice. Yeah. Well, I'm right. No, she's sexy. Anne Hathaway? Oh, yeah. I'm into it. For sure. Anne Hathaway's never had sex. That's not true. 
she a mother? I don't know. Got her dopey ass husband. It's sorry. I'm sorry. It's so mean. <laughs> We're three hours into this. I'm just you got to start being mean. The scene where she is like meeting with like she's meeting with some gangsters or whatever. And they're like they try to turn on her, but then like the cops show up. Yeah. And she switches from like she she all of a sudden pretends that she's this like terrified woman, starts screaming in the in the bar wherever they're at, and then f- turns that off in in a second to just kind of like walk out is great. It's, it's good catwomany stuff. It's fine. She's very I I think she's quite good in this. Okay. She's fine. I like it. I dig it. She's sexy. <sighs> I mean, teach their own. Um, all right, final thoughts before we hit the categories. Well, let's let's well they'll come up in our categories here. Uh, yeah, Batman's obviously we're still on Christian Bailey's great villains. Bane, uh, a thousand out of ten for Bane. I mean, I appreciate that they obviously big shoes to fill coming off Heath Ledger's Joker. I think it was a smart decision to do... Like, Bane does feel sort of wholly unique from Joker. Yes. Like, it, it, it is almost difficult to compare the two. Um, so, I think that was smart. But he's he's fine. He's awesome. Love Bane. <laughs> what do you say? Well, perhaps she's wondering why someone would shoot him out. <laughs> okay. You've seen this movie too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um... Are there any other villains? I guess. I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance. Ooh, ouch! Ultimately, spoiler alert: uh, Marion Cotillard turns out to be. Oh villain. my god! How have we not talked about Marion? <laughs> Who? I love her as an actress. This is not a good performance. Uh, and also, I'll say it. Sure couldn't understand her half the time <laughs> what you could understand what she's saying oh, of course okay of course oh god <laughs> do you feel in charge do you know every line you know, of bane dialogue kind of, yeah the do you feel in charge is a great scene what's that so it's um what's batman. the actor's name batman no what's the actor's name christian bale <laughs> i'm gonna kill you who, uh, from, uh, damn it. I, I forget his name. Hang on. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn is playing, oh, like, sure. yeah. the, the gangster type, and he's, like, you know, he's been paying, uh, Bane has been paying him to do stuff or whatever, and, and then he, he kind of has this moment of, like, what the hell, Bane? Like, I don't want to do, like, I'm the one in, in charge here, and, and Bane just, like, Really subtly puts his hand on his shoulder and just gives him the, do you feel in charge? <laughs> and then he snaps his neck like 20 seconds later. It's great. It's beautiful. It's a great scene. Intimidating. He's intimidating. Yeah. Okay. Um, We haven't even mentioned, by the way, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom Hardy is Bane. Tom Hardy's Bane. Tom Hardy seems like a real fucking piece of work. <laughs> uh, love interests. So I guess our love interests here are Anne Hathaway and Marion Cotillard in various. Nay. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, ladies. I give it a yay. This is not the feminine energy I was looking I for. Uh, Batmobile, bat suit, gadgets. Uh, we get the bat copter. I guess you would call it thing. It's like his. Yeah. 
You should see the special features on how they did that. Oh, my God. Uh, Alfred. We get sad Alfred in this movie. Oh, Michael Caine is great in this movie. Yeah, he, he's like... Michael Caine gets to, like, act. Yeah, they, like, break up, and he gives he gives the speech about how he hopes that someday, you know, he, he had this idea that someday he would see him in Italy or something at a cafe. Well... Uh, Robin. We have a Robin here. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm not a huge fan. Joseph Gordon... Leave it. <laughs> He's fine. It's just you know, it's it's just it's not. He's always a, he always bothers me at least a little bit. I, I think he's good at some things. The founder of Hit Record. Yes, podcast. No Hit Record. We don't have time to talk about Hit Record. I, I, I mean, we really don't have that. enough time to talk about that. Um, I I do want to say that he's not very good. At his job in this movie, either. <laughs> Nobody's good at their job in these movies. Least of all, Batman. Like, Batman is like, hey, hey, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, get the kids off the island. A nuclear bomb is about to go off. <laughs> and he drives up on the bridge with on the bus, and he can't convince the guy to, like, let them across. Yeah. Like, he's not good at it. He can't convince the guy. No, he's just he's like, just... come on, let us across. And the guy's like, no. And then he blows Worthless. up the bridge. Um, the score, fantastic. The aesthetic, yep. Yeah, sure. We're getting. How do you feel about Bane and his his people just kind of like spending a lot of time in the sewers? Uh, very penguin esque. I like that one fight scene between Bane and Batman. Yes, when it's he breaks just, his back. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You reference it. Yeah. It's it's very like organic, bare bones, like just very like two people fighting each other. Yeah. 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 It's great, and uh, and unfortunately, the climactic scene. The the thing that's always bothered me the most about this movie is they fight again in the climax of the movie, and like Batman didn't really like learn anything. Yeah, and in that's order it, to yeah. win this fight, they kind of just fight again, and he wins. Mm-hmm. Like he hit, he like hits his mask, and the and but like Batman goes through this whole Bruce Wayne goes through this whole thing in the prison about like his mindset and how and how to get out and he's motivated because Gotham but then they just like fight again and like like Bane destroys him in the first fight and then suddenly Batman just like wins the second fight and that I don't really understand the reason yeah fair enough um what was the other thing I had on that yeah that's that's always bothered me and then the there was there's one other thing that's always bothered me about the the tale of this movie about the tale of the, this movie? the second half of this movie. Oh, um, I guess it's just damn it. What was that? I was thinking about it a minute ago. The fight between them at the end, and what Christian Bale is wearing <laughs> when Michael Caine sees him. Oh no, I like that outfit. It's a good shirt. Yeah, it's a nice little button down. Yeah, he looks great. Um, shit. Oh well, you'll think. Of I it. guess it's not that important. All right, uh, cheese level. Cheese level goes up a little bit. There's some jokes like, like Catwoman disappears on Batman, and he gives the like. So that's how that feels. <laughs> hey, oh, a little so bit of cheese. So cheesy. Bane is kind of cheesy. Bane's a little cheesy, but in a good way. It's like a sharp cheddar, perhaps. <laughs> That's the cheesiest of all. Bane is a sharp cheddar. 
That's <laughs> the cheesiest cheese of all. This movie should have just been called Bane. <laughs> uh, laugh level. I don't think there's a single laugh in this entire movie. Bane is always laughing. <laughs> no, he doesn't laugh. Yeah, he does. Bane, Bane is Bane, very serious. No, Bane is like a stand-up comic. Bane is like, <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> sure. Um, the ending, the very end, mm. is is Alfred just imagining this? Oh, never thought about that. There's a lot of references to like, they're, they're like the autopilot, but then Bruce Wayne fixed the autopilot, so maybe he was able to set the autopilot and get out of there. And actually, Alfred does see him, but it could also just be kind of a Alfred imagination. I'd again. like to, I I would like to choose to believe that he does see him. Is it just I would love to think that they lived happily ever after. They lived Michael happily Kane. ever after. Michael Kite. Michael Kite. Dark Knight Rises. <sighs> love it. Dark Knight Rises. It's pretty good. Which brings us to... Oh my god. The grand finale of this podcast. <sighs> the new movie. The Batman. Dun, dun, dun. Bless you. I don't have any voice left to talk about the Batman. Yeah, you sound like Bane. Somehow, the Batman is the longest movie. Oh my god! Of all of these, and these are almost all of these movies are. I mean, they're all too long. This one is too long. Even the bad ones are. I mean, I guess especially the bad ones are too long. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> we haven't spoken about this. The Batman. I know we haven't really, have we? We've no, we were saving, saving it for the podcast, and, oh my and now we're, we've, we're we're running on fumes here. Seven hours speak, into this podcast, speak for yourself. Oh, you used to, all right. Well, kick us off. What did you think of the Batman? I don't remember seeing it. I kind of don't either. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Sort of. What did I think of the Batman? Matt Again, Reeves is on board. He's directing. Yes. Robert Pattinson is Batman. Well, yes, he is. Uh, again. Sort of a similar trajectory to its predecessors in the sense that there truly was a moment, maybe about halfway in, where I said, I think this is better than The Dark Knight. Mm. I'm like, this is the best time I've had with the movies in forever. Yes. By the end, I was like, when is this going to be over? (laughs) Truly, like, <clears throat> and I, it's it's difficult for me to talk and sort of analyze a movie experience like that. Where truly, I think that there are some things here that are great. Yes. And like, really, really, ultimately enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I forgot to play the theme as we moved on to this. Mel. Do it now. Ultimately, oh boy. are you playing Nirvana? Dun, dun, dun. But it's like, ultimately, I do leave with a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because it just goes on for so long. And I think this one felt like more than the others felt like it could have ended like three times before it did and i was just it's a bummer to be in a movie and just like be ready for it to be over 
even yeah. if you've enjoyed it. So my experience was a little bit different where I was I was I was really really enjoying it. To me it was the middle that really felt unnecessary or maybe even dragged, but then the ending I was back in, so I wasn't bothered. I wasn't like waiting for it to end because I thought the ending was good. But I like, like the ending ending. Yeah. But to me the the part of the movie where you know we we needed to shorten is the John Totoro section. Loved him. Yeah. Thought he's great. Did you? Yeah. I For me he, the what? I thought he was like the weakest part of the movie. The weakest part of the movie for me, again, when we get to Madison Square Garden, or whatever we're calling it, the Garden. Gotham Square Garden. Gotham Square Garden. That went on for a really long time. Yeah, but I was I, I thought that was a good... I liked that. I didn't love it. My thing was just like... I, don't, I didn't think John Totoro was doing very much. I thought it was pretty basic. And I just didn't care about that storyline as much like i liked the connection to catwoman aspect of it sure but like it just took i was just like i wanted to get back to the riddler because that was the part of it that i was into see we're we're on opposite sides of the fence here oh interesting i thought i found paul dano to be bad really I thought he was like, yeah. I oh, I thought he was really good. I didn't, I, I didn't care for him at all, unfortunately. I really, and I, th- I think the best, like the climax of the movie, really is like when they, because I think what I like so much about this movie again is like it felt its motivations were very simple. And, like, we're right. kind of hunting after this guy. We're hunting after the Riddler, whatever. We find him in this diner and. That's such a great moment, and then he kind of turns around. It's almost like that to me should have like been the end of the movie. When they... And then it goes on for like another hour and a half. <laughs> right, right. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand that. That was a fun moment, and then I just I I didn't really care for Paul Dano's performance. Um, and then the rest just kind of dragged into infinity. See, the thing that dragged, uh, you know, I said it was the middle, but it was kind of like they. There were almost too many, like, mob boss types. Yeah. So we had John Tutoro as, uh, I guess he was he was Carmine Falcone. Mm-hmm. And then there was references to a, a previous mob boss who, like, Falcone had killed or something. And then there was the Penguin. Oh, yeah, with my Colin, boy. With Colin Farrell. Yeah, my boy, the Penguin. I just wanted, like, the Penguin to be... A bigger character and just to be like to combine John Totoro's character and yeah. the Penguin and just make that one person because it felt like neither of them really got enough to do and so you know there was enough for like one character there but it was kind of split into two to me I yeah I, I, I don't disagree with that and, and maybe uh, I mean maybe um, like the Penguin is still alive spoiler alert at the end of this movie so Maybe he's going to be in the sequel. I, I kind of assume that he will, or he has the well, TV show. He's getting his own TV off. show. So I think there's some Congratulations, there. Penguin, by the way. Snaps for you, Penguin. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, but yeah, ultimately. So, all right, here are my overall thoughts on the Batman. Okay. Uh, dark. Oh yeah, very dark. Now I mean that literally. Oh, yeah. oh I it know. Was literally, very, very dark. Yes, it was. It was also figuratively dark, which I was into. It's like they kind of took. You know, we've gone from the the Burton and Schumacher kind of cartoonish to the Nolan like serious trying to make it realistic to now the Matt Reeves version which is like very they serious couldn't afford lights yeah. and <laughs> extremely violent and dark and like uh so I was into that yeah me too I was into this part of of Batman being like he's more of a detect- detective in this which is he's literally walking onto crime scenes yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's like I I enjoy that part and like that's this movie felt uh I don't know if you ever played like the Arkham Asylum no. versions of the Batman video games. I I've only played them a little bit. No. But this felt very much like a like a Batman video game as I was watching it. Okay. It's Interesting. like where with first of all they give no fucks about Bruce Wayne. There's like Oh no. He's hardly ever Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um and we're with if I'm remembering correctly, like I think we're with Robert Pattinson in like every scene in the movie. Yeah. Other, than, other than the very opening when the Riddler, the Riddler's like first murder. I think for the rest of the movie, I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but it feels like we're just kind of following him along, and it's like this, it's like mm-hmm. a video game character doing a detective story where he's investigating and trying to figure it out. We're just learning things along with him. It's not like we're not cutting away to Riddler scenes. Unless it's Bruce experiencing the right. Riddler, other than that very opening of the movie. Interesting, yeah. Uh, so it felt very video game, but in, in a in a good way there. Yeah. Um, I I liked the 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 concept of the Riddler bad guy. I thought it worked. Um, you know, a bit of a Zodiac kind of. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously heavily influenced by the Zodiac. Uh, the car chase was great. Loved it. Great car chase. I loved the car chase. Is that might be the best scene for uh, me? Yeah, for me, I think that was my favorite moment. I mean, the car sort of like you know coming out of the flames. It's great. I've seen some criticism that people thought that that scene was, as you were alluding to, like kind of too dark to tell what was going on. Hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't think so. I thought it was really, really great. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, and that was like the one moment where the penguin kind of. Or one of the moments where he got some shine as Oh yeah. He was he was having a great time driving that car. Well he's he's like cranked up there and kinda of yelling at him and that was Colin Farrell let to got to rev the engine a little bit oh, during yeah. that during that scene. Oh yeah. Um and then I liked this might be a little weird. Oh, oh uh, we gotta talk about oh hold on. Weird. The end of the movie might be and then the Riddler thing becoming about like he he want him wanting them to commit like a mass shooting. I was kind of just even this might be weird, but I was kind of into that as like the bad guy plot. Okay. I just thought it was a police are at the door. Huh? Nothing. Oh. I just thought it was a uh hmm. It was a creepy and and like real yeah, it was very real in that sense of like uh this could this could happen. This is messed up and yeah. yeah, I felt like it fit the the um, feel of the movie. Yeah, that guy's messed up. Riddler, Ooh. 
That guy's messed up. He's got 500 followers on Reddit or whatever. Oh, God, yeah. His private Reddit account. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Catwoman. Yeah. Zoe. I thought she was pretty great. Me too. I, I'd, it wasn't like a complete slam dunk for me, but I I really enjoyed her. I mean, I'm 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 a Zoe I'm a Zoe fan. Me too. Yeah. I mean, she, I thought she and she and, pops off the screen. Yeah, quite she a bit really and, does. And when certainly, uh, you know, I said Anne Hathaway is sexy in the. Oh God, I mean, to compare the, the two. The rises, but this to compare the two is honestly <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, that's what I'm saying. For, for like, Anne. even though I think Anne Hathaway is sexy and is the sexiest Catwoman, it's just a whole different. We're working with. Oh, a whole please, we're cooking you know. with gas here. Exactly. Uh, nah, she's great. And then let's just talk about my boy, R. Pats. Oh, yeah. Thought he was great. Yeah. I thought he was great. Even his hair. The hair. No, I mean it's whatever. I thought he was great despite the fact that I don't know that he really had that much to do. Uh, I thought he was... I, I really enjoyed him. I thought he was great. I thought he was excellent, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just liked what they kind of chose. Like, this is this Batman is not some, like... I mean, he's, he's messed up. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of gets off on being extremely violent and... You know, there are moments where, like, he's kind of crossing the line where he just keeps punching someone. Yeah. You know, there's, like, he's 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 going to snap, you know? <laughs> he, sure, he sure is. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I thought he was great. I really enjoyed Sir Robert. I mean, a big year a big year for uh, Edward and Bella, you know? It's Chris, true. Kristen Stewart might win the Oscar. Wow. Now we got our pats at the top of the box office. Which would you rather have? Box office supremacy or an Oscar? Ooh. Uh, depends on... Well, I think I'd go with the Oscar. Yeah, of course. You don't give you don't give speeches for box office supremacy. <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> well, we'll, I mean, see, that's, we'll see how the challenge turns kind out of what we, Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of what we do, yeah. Uh, any other, or should we, I guess we should blast through our categories that we've been going here. Yeah. Uh, so Batman, jumped, Bruce Wayne. I jumped the gun. Uh, Robert Pattinson. We, we both really enjoyed. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Yay. Not much Bruce Wayne in here. Mostly, mostly Batman. Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, the villains. Um, Riddler, I'm a, I really enjoy. I liked, I liked the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, John Turturro was a nay for me. John Turturro, yay. Uh, Penguin. Was that I wanted more, but I enjoyed what I got. Yeah, yeah, me I mean, too. I famously love Colin Farrell. You excited for the show? No. Okay. Just make movies. Not I, I don't need shows about this stuff. Well, actually, television actually is sort of cinema when you think about it. Uh, the love interest. Yay. Of course. Come on. Catwoman. Meow. <laughs> Meow. What is her line? Something like, I'm going to kill you. Or, well, I've got I've got nine of them. I love a good cat pun. Yeah, a lot of good nine lives yeah. jokes throughout the history of Catwoman. Uh, Batmobile, Batsuit, Gadgets. The Batmobile was, was cool. It was kind of just like a... Don't really remember it. It's like a, I don't know, a Dodge Charger. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not a car person, so I don't know if that's accurate or not. But yeah, I've seen I, enjoyed him, I, know. I enjoyed him a lot. Of, a lot of revving of his engine. I love when oh, I love when they rev an engine. Uh, Alfred. Now I'm forgetting. Who oh right! Oh God! What's his name? Wait, oh. who played Alfred? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh that. my God! How can I not think? We of his watched name? too many Batman movies over the past week. Oh my God! How can I not think of his name? The. Batman. Um, I can't even. I can't even like. Oh my god! Bring it's, it up in my mind. Don't tell me. Oh, Andy Circus. Thank you. He said, "Don't tell you," but. I'll well, I know. Uh, of course, Andy Circus, Gollum himself. I was thinking he felt a little young, a little spry. Brussels, me. Is it your bane? Is that your Gollum? My Gollum is probably closer to Bane, and my Bane is probably closer to Gollum. Now that would be a fun crossover. <laughs> a buddy comedy. <laughs> Gollum and Bane go to <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> uh, Robin. Wait, Wait, how... A little young to be... No? Uh, how old is Andy Circus? Andy Circus was born in 1964. All right. So he's almost... 60? Yeah, he's in this... Or he's almost 70. No! He's almost 60. 64, 4... Yeah, okay. I don't think Alfred should be in his 50s. That feels a little young. True. Uh, but... He's 22 years older than Robert Pattinson. Yeah, they could be brothers. Yeah, I guess he is a little young. Um... Robin, we don't have a Robin. Score, I was very into the score. Yeah, great, score. Was, great theme. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, great. Dun. Really fit the mood. Mm-hmm. Helps set the tone. Batman is... Batman's emo, dog. The aesthetic. We certainly had a strong aesthetic here. Uh, it's a yay. Darkness. Anger. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. Oh, I'm vengeance. Oh, I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. I like that... That Zoe Kravitz was just calling him vengeance throughout the movie. Oh, Zoe's nuts. She's not going to call him Batman. She's going to call him vengeance. Uh, the climax. I guess that's the... I was into it. That's the Gotham uh, Square Garden potential mass shooting Yeah. that Batman foils. You apparently were ready for the movie to end. It was just, it was just long and it's flooding and you're like, okay... So much water in these movies. So much <laughs> yeah, water. I like I like a good flare shot in water though. Like that was good imagery at the end there with Batman holding up the flare as they're going through the water. Fair enough. Cheese level. I think there's, zero, right? There's zero no. Cheese. I mean, this is vegan cheese. Okay. <laughs> uh, laugh level. There's maybe a the couple, maybe a couple laughs, laughs from the times? penguin, but that's. Oh, you know what? We got... Oh, we got a big laugh. We did get a big laugh. How are we feeling about that? Um. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, of course. At the end of the movie, we get... I, I, I didn't think the scene was particularly effective. Yeah, I didn't really either. It felt like thrown in there. I mean, it, it didn't... It just didn't really fit. And it's obviously to just tease that we're going to have the Joker in the next movie. Yeah, but you know, Riddler and Joker next to each other in the cells. They kind of t- have a little chat. I I, agree. I I just don't think it was executed that well. It was almost like after it happened, 
Yeah. I had to tell myself what had just happened. Right. And it felt like if this was a Marvel movie, this would have been a post credit or a mid credits yeah, tag yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They put this one in right at the end of the movie, but like not, you know, there's a, a scene or two mm-hmm. after. It fell a little bit out of place. And I didn't think the Joker was coming across that cool. Like, no. Uh, but it is, it's that um, Barry Keegan, mm-hmm. who's uh seems like a good actor. He's in, <laughs> he was in Dunkirk. Who wasn't in Dunkirk? Uh, so a little bit of laugh in that scene, a little yeah. bit of penguin laugh. Yeah, still vegan cheese, though. Yes. So finally... To wrap up the Batman, yeah. Uh, what you what you think? Did you oh, like it? yeah. <laughs> I, I I liked it. I, I liked it. Was it dark enough for you? Oh, it could be darker. Um, I liked it again. It's broken record, but I don't need I don't need a movie to be three. I don't need this movie to be three hours. I think you cut out. I mean, even two and a half. Is, you want to cut out two and a half hours? <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. Uh, give me two and a half. That that's fine. But that feels like the kind of max of what it should be. Yeah, like I, some of these don't like Dark Knight Rises is like two forty five, and it feels at least fifteen minutes too long. Totally. Give me two and a half. That's okay. Three hours. It's it's just too long. Are you excited to watch this movie again? Uh, no. I probably never will. I mean, I'll probably watch it maybe again before the next one comes out or something. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm kind of excited to see this one again. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think. There's a lot of good. It. it feels like I'm being very down on this movie. Lest we forget, about halfway through, I was like, "This is the most fun I've had at the movies in years." So <laughs> right. I liked a lot about it. I think it's actually quite good. But again, when it kind of peters out, I actually, you know what? You should be proud of me. I did not go to the bathroom. Oh, in the movie. During the movie. I thought you meant in this podcast. No, I did. Yeah. Movie, you made it all the way through, huh? Yeah. Pretty exciting. Nice. Good work. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, did, did you did you have popcorn? Oh, let, how have I not brought this up? I had maybe the best Ooh. movie popcorn I've ever had. Really? It was just perfect. Where were you? Where did you see it? Orange County. Okay. I was at the Regal Foothill Ranch. Nice. At like 12.10 or something on Saturday. Love that. It was perfect popcorn. And wow. when I say perfect, I mean it was it was hot, but it was like just the right amount of salt, you know? Every yeah. once in a while you get like a really salty oh just <laughs> oh, chef's kiss. Heaven, heaven, heaven. Of course, fighting this uh, my inner demon, like don't eat it all during the previews. It's a long movie. I sometimes I, was doing I like thing. Sometimes I need, and I was thinking too, this movie is going to be so long, you're going to need some popcorn in the final hour to keep you going. I forced myself to put my popcorn on the ground for a while. Could never even think about doing something like that. But then I picked it right back up pretty quickly. Could never even think about doing something like that. It's just just going pieces too. Am I going to make popcorn tonight? It's, I'm going to, I need to go to bed. Well, you and me both. All right. Having a dinner. What? I don't. My new schedule, I don't know when to eat. It's <laughs> yeah, so that's hard. Not, yeah, that's weird. It doesn't make any sense. I just eat all day, basically. Is the 
What? So what are you? So uh, I, I, it feels like we're, we've kind of come down to the same place in the Batman. We both liked it quite a bit. Too yes. long. Not not the perfect movie, but uh, very enjoyable. Really liked it. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how how well this one holds up for me. Yeah. Upon future well, it viewings, like you'll watch it a, a hundred more times and be able to quote every single line of dialogue from it. I don't know if it's as quotable. I mean, no one's as quotable as Bane. I am vengeance. Using darkness is your ally. <laughs> oh, God. Time to go mobile. Do you know the best part about watching all these Batman movies in a row? Getting to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Getting to watch something else. It's like when I sat down. I might go through some Batman the animated series episodes. Please do, you nerd. I just sitting down. Like when I sat down to watch After Yang, which (laughs) uh, I mean, no one's listening at this point. But if if you are, After Yang is a great movie streaming on Showtime, starring our boy Colin Farrell. Oh my god, that was quite because I watched that the night the same night (laughs) I saw the Batman to watch. Those two performances wow. in the same day. We don't appreciate Colin Farrell enough. I'll tell you that much. Colin Farrell as the Penguin was like so unrecognizable that it might as well not have been him. Well, what's funny to me about that is like Jared Leto in House of Gucci. Please, no, it's not. What was funny to me about Colin Farrell in the Batman is I'm thinking about Colin Farrell in the Batman. Think like I would if I'm Colin Farrell. I'm annoyed that people don't know it's me. <laughs> right. You know? Oh, oh, in my theater. People right behind me. Oh, when no. When the credits came oh, up. Oh, no. The end credits went, Colin Farrell. Oh, see. Who? That's... I don't. He was in this? And then wait, and then they got to the scroll credits. They were like, oh, he was the penguin. I would have leaned back and been, he was Batman. <laughs> see, I, yeah, I don't. Interesting. Wow. So you saw the movie with a bunch of idiots. My 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 theater was pretty full too. Your hair looks so insane right now. I feel insane right now. We've been talking about Batman for seven <laughs> hours. All right. Final overall. I've thoughts. already done it. No, no, no not about that oh, on movie. Batman. Batman in general. What do you want to see next? Oh well, God. What do you? Um, I would love. Yeah. To what, s- what do we want to see next? Okay, so I assume it's going to be more Matt Reeves, more Robert Pattinson. Right, with Joker's going to be in this next Joker. One. Is Zoe just done? Uh, um, the motorcycles her, went different directions. What is her storyline? Oh, yes, they, yes, they motorcycles. Um, I would love to see, like, more of a campy, funny, strong female performance in the movie. I don't know enough about the lore of Batman to know who that could be. Like what character that could be? Harley Quinn. Oh, I have. Well, I have seen. Have you seen that? That's the rumors. Have you seen who is rumored to be? I have not. Up for playing her. Let's see. Hold on. If you, honestly, if you think about it for like two seconds, Florence Pugh. No, but she. You see, she got cast in Dune. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, so she's booked and busy. Uh, who is the rumor? Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm kind of over on you, Taylor Joy. Sorry. I'm over it. Okay. On you, Taylor Joy? More like on you, Taylor 
Wuch! That's it? I could... I thought, what? I thought you could at least say, like, Anya Taylor, oh boy, or something. No, what's the opposite of joy? Oh, uh, yeah, I was trying to come up with... Joy. Sadness? Oh, yeah. <laughs> More like Anya Taylor, sadness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anya Taylor joys Harley Quinn. Is your clock lying, or uh, is that the actual time? No, that's the actual time. Oh, dear. That's, that's problematic. <laughs> that's the actual time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Anya Taylor, sadness. All right, now, we watched eight movies. Let's rank them, and then we'll rank every villain. <laughs> Please, then... okay, enough. <laughs> enough! Yeah, that's going to have to do it. Um, if you didn't get enough of our Batman thoughts... There's something truly wrong with you. There is something wrong with you. Yeah, you are. You you must have some Anya Taylor sadness inside of you. Oh my God, I need a nap. Nap. Oh. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sleep for days. Okay. Oh, I'm Bane. <laughs> we'll see you. Hey, we'll see you next week. <laughs> It's not terrible. <laughs>